0: You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, Well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. (sighs) All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga
1: Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com.
0: And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 391 of Video Monsters I'm Nathan I'm Eric I'm Dan I'm Corey And tonight is our black and white popcorn punch out Video rack attack bracket uh, where we're going to be talking about films made post-1966 That were still made in black and white You know, after black and white had actually gone out of fashion But them artsy types said, you know what's fun? Making black and white movies And uh, you just know? couldn't let it go <laughs> Yep uh so so yeah this is gonna be uh, I think a lot of fun because this is one of my picks from the uh, the theme punch out that made it to the end very surprisingly true, yeah. so so very <laughs> surprisingly
1: yeah I, th- I don't think any of us expected this one to go the distance but I'm very glad that it did because uh this is this is such an interesting mix of movies
0: this might be the most eclectic mix of movies that we've had so far um yeah. And- and you know what we're not talking about? Uh, Titanic. We're not talking about boats. So yeah, that's
1: pretty <laughs> disappointing. Are there any? Are there any uh, we don't have any black and white boat movies on here.
0: Do we? I I mean, surely someone rides a boat and rumblefish, right? There's there's, there's a fish a, on a boat. In rumblefish,
2: there's a there's a canoe and dead man.
0: Yeah, there's yeah there's a boat and dead man.
2: There is water travel that counts sure yeah
0: there's um i i got i got i got nothing i was gonna make some jokes but i don't have enough jokes for that all right so if this is the first time that you've ever joined us uh the popcorn punch out is how we decide on the movies that we're going to be covering for the rest of this theme and we use a a quasi bracket uh we put 20 films into a giant plastic halloween skull (laughs) that we've called the skull of decisions And then from those 20, we draw 16 random pairings working our way down to a top two. And then we have a uh, a chaos bracket, which is made up of the losers of the top four. Unless we use our chaos cards, uh, which is a thing that we have to revive picks that have lost that we're just not ready to let go of. And tonight, going into this, um, Dan and I and the audience all have two chaos cards. Eric and Corey each have one apiece, and the reason I that matters—you you used it on boats. Uh,
1: what a good decision that was. <laughs> I'm not even being—I'm not even kidding. It was—it was worth it, even though it didn't go anywhere. But
0: uh, <clears throat> yep. The reason that that matters is if you only have one chaos card, if a pick loses, you can use your chaos card to advance uh, advance a movie into that chaos bracket, and. If there are, uh, if there's two losers from the final four and two chaos picks, then there's four total options in there. But as soon as a third one of us uses our chaos card to advance a movie, that knocks out the two from the final four. So mm-hmm. we could potentially uh, all four of us be chaosing at picks and not having two that have fought the fight and made it to the end. Uh, but when you have two chaos cards. One of those chaos cards can also advance a loser just into the next round. So if you've listened before, all of this makes sense. If you've never listened to it before and you have no idea what we're talking about, don't worry. It's really not that difficult. We're, we're going to draw some movies out of a hat. We're going to argue about them and, and you'll pick it up as we go. There's some other rules uh, that matter behind the scenes. But it is kind of a waste of time at the beginning of an episode when we know for a fact that we've got a solid two and a half hours in front of us of uh, Bickering. Yeah. So, yeah, let's... that's a, the,
1: the, you don't you don't listen. You don't come to these for the rules. You come to these for uh, me screaming at Nathan over some <laughs> dumb thing that he did. That's, that's, that's what you're here for.
0: So many dumb things. Well, and tonight's going to be different because Corey is with us. Uh, thanks for joining us, Corey. Glad you're here.
3: I'm so excited to be here
0: this is the first time that we've had four and that's going to uh, that's going to complicate things because we're going to have some ties and we have a tiebreaker skull that we're going to be using uh, in case we need it and I have a feeling we're going to need it a lot but
1: again what if we have zero ties that'd be that'd be <sighs> wild
0: I will be shocked if that happens
1: I mean
3: I didn't pick any films so I'm just an agent of chaos here yeah so you're just here, here to throw a do. wrench at our yeah
1: or and, like, I came here to fuck shit
3: up. I am here to tank uh, young Frankenstein, which I am sure is in there somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you are off the podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> so, we've got a few other rules, but again, none of that really matters. Uh, it's it's just things to help keep us focused. All that you really need to know is we're going to argue about some movies. So we are going to start uh, by a little round of trivia to figure out in which order we're going to be adding our movie picks into the skull of decisions. So I have three questions and we'll just go through uh, whoever gets the first one is going to be able to decide first what order they want to pick in for a second, third or fourth. Uh, and then whoever gets the next one, obviously would get the next uh, pick. Whoever gets third, would get the third pick and um if i stump two of you i'll say that i won sure why not we're still working right. out some of those rules cory
1: is cory picking
0: uh no oh that's right only uh only two of you because right cory's not actually making any of the picks um we, okay. we, we gave you to judge us right
1: he's like the almighty
0: yes uh and and i did give Corey the option of do you want to make some of the picks or do you just want to be an agent of chaos and he was like chaos all the way so
3: i was like i would love to just hear you guys talk (laughs) about what movies you pick and then i'll either judge you agree or
1: violently uh reaffirm he's like a human chaos (laughs) card. yeah the chaos human
0: in that case uh since it's just going to be the two of you uh three questions best two of three and again if if two of those are stumps then uh then i'm the best two of three all right dan eric are you ready for trivia ready ready. all right first question who voices the cat in young frankenstein Uh,
1: is it
2: uh wow it's been two decades since I've watched that film, so there's no way I ever remember. Man, you might. Stop, let stop me, me. Let me.
0: Let me add. It, it might matter. Might not. The cat is off screen. There's something that's thrown. You hear a meow. Who voices the meow? Is it like
1: Chloris Leachman or somebody. I don't know why that was the name they gave. Mel
0: Brooks. Dan with the win. Mel Brooks voiced uh, the cat. Oh
1: shit! <laughs> what an obvious. What an obvious. <laughs>
0: Well earned. Um, I'm going to pick third. Wait, no, no, no. It's best two of three. Got two more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dan's like, fuck this. I already won. I I just said said we're going to do best two of three. Next question. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Staying with Young Frankenstein.
1: So these are just Young Frankenstein questions. Two of them are. Young Frankenstein (laughs) trivia, guys. It's been a while since I've seen this one, too.
0: What does the word... Bluka mean? Mm,
1: I I do not know. I uh, gross
0: Mel Brooks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means glue, which is why anytime they say Frau Bluka, uh, oh, the horses the go. Yeah,
1: because the, the horses. You always hear the horse noise. Oh man, yes. I'm so mad. <laughs> I it's just like I want to pick up movie you guys haven't seen in a while.
0: <laughs> Alright. Last question. Is
1: it is it young Frankenstein related? It is
0: not young Frankenstein related. Okay. It is pie related. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Wait, the dessert or the movie?
0: <laughs> or the Technically the movie through the numerical figure. Of course, okay. Alright. So whichever of you can give pi to the furthest digit. And three point
2: one four. There we go. It's my farthest. Is it
1: three point one four one five one seven?
0: You you were on the right track. Yeah, he got me on that Okay. One
1: i knew it was i knew it was one four one five i thought it was another one after
0: that this this means that we have tied in our trivia so you uh, didn't have another because i only had three and i don't have time to think of another one so we will go straight to our skull of fate and figure out who (laughs) is going to have the deciding factor (laughs) i <laughs>
2: glad, glad spent that time doing
0: that <laughs> look <clears throat> trivia can be fun sometimes hey the good thing is this is already going to take one of us out of contention for uh for picking the um the things the the, the oh is that really
1: what this this is going to take us out for that too
0: yeah because we're, we're, we're just going in order so eric you have the tiebreaker
1: Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't. I want. Okay, fuck it, <laughs> damn it. I'm. I'm upset. I want to break a tie for a for a movie. Uh. Well, okay, cool. I will go last. You know what? I'm gonna let Dan go last.
0: Actually, I'm gonna go second. <laughs> All right. So I will be picking first. wild card. <clears throat> all right, so in the scholar Decisions, we already have the top five audience picks. In no particular order, they are The Tragedy of Macbeth, Roma, Young Frankenstein, Raging Bull, and History of the Occult.
1: By the way, congratulations Robert on getting History of the Occult in there. I assume that you like really were pulling a whip on that, like you were whipping those votes out from all your friends. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I think he was just uh, like taking the survey over and over and over again. Uh, and of course, if
1: we haven't mentioned Robert yet, I don't know if we did it all. For the audience's sake, uh, Robert Woods is our uh, our silent partner here in the uh, Discord chat, who always listens in and uh, and he put history of the occult is the best. Uh, I assume this is a movie that most people who are listening have probably. He said, "I did no boat tampering." <laughs> <laughs> Lies <laughs> and slander, my friend. Uh, mm. It's so. Str- Didn't they have well? No, never mind. I don't remember. Um,
0: Alright, so my first pick, uh, I'm going to go with a field in England.
1: Alright. Oh man, this pen sucks. It's not writing very well. Oh, this is a wrinkle. Okay, Uh, I am going to pick Wings of Desire.
2: I'm going with Lenny.
0: Sweet. My next pick, I... I am going to go with, oh, I want that one, but I also <laughs> don't want that one. Um, I'm going to go with the man who wasn't there.
3: Sweet. Yeah, I have a okay. feeling that a um, lot
0: of my picks are actually going to, at least some of my picks are going to help the two of you. Oh, for sure.
1: I think so. Um I will do Rumblefish
0: Dan. With
2: a racer head.
0: All right. I feel like now I almost God mm. Dang it. Messes me up a little bit. I will go with. Wait, did you say eraser head? You said eraser head. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with. Dead men don't wear plaid. Sweet.
1: Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to keep track of everything I have here. So I've got three more picks. Uh, I'm going to put in Persepolis.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Might as well continue my hipster ways down by law.
0: Are we all picking all of our own picks this time
2: yeah well I was, <laughs> well some yeah. of us didn't get any picks in the audience that is true it. yeah Dan's. Uh...
0: that is very very true mm-hmm. um all right i'm a little torn here guys because i want to add a movie but the problem is it is so so close to another movie that's already been added that um, th- there's, I know there's, exactly what you're talking about. There's yeah, there's just no possible way that both of them are going to win.
1: But <sighs> you might want an alternative if one of them doesn't get drawn.
0: That's very true.
1: I mean, we already have two. Well, we have a Cohen brothers and then a, a Cohen brother movie.
0: I think that do I'm it. gonna have to go. You don't know what I'm thinking about. Um, I do. Oh. Fuck! You know what? I just realized I forgot to put another Jarmish movie in the survey that I wanted to add that I totally forgot about. Fuck! All was right, is it
1: uh, coffee and cigarettes? Yes, coffee it was and coffee cigarettes. and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, t- I was torn on that one too. The right choices were made.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I'm still upset that that one like didn't even make it into contention. Um. All right, I am going to add in Dead Man.
1: Okay, well, that is not what I was
0: thinking. Um, well, I'm seeing what happens to see if my fifth pick is. is did you say be? dead man? I did say dead man. Dead man, yeah.
3: The '89
0: movie. Uh, no, that one's 95.
3: 86.
1: Is it '80s? No, it's not '80s. It's '90s. It's I think it's '90s. Oh, Jarvis,
3: I thought, no, right? okay. Yeah, oh, I I got gotcha. It. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm just trying to add all these to a list so I can reference them easier.
1: Okay, this is difficult. Yep. It's quite difficult. Um there's one movie that I really want in contention that I thought you were going to say. I there's one that I think Dan might pick. Uh there's one movie that is eligible for all three of the things that have won. <laughs> the, or yep. all all three of the themes that we're doing over the next few months, I should say. Yep. Um and I'm wondering if we should put it here.
0: So um, I'm some something yes. to remember with that because that is one of the ones that I was torn about. Um, if we add it here, we can't add it into subsequent skulls. Agreed. Well, for for this for this season, we we can put it <sighs> on the survey again, but we can't have it potentially going back in the uh, the skull. Right. Um, so that that is, is a thing to think about.
1: So does it have a better chance here than anywhere else?
0: Is the question. No, it doesn't. You don't think so. I don't think so.
1: I don't. I don't know, mm. Nathan. I don't know. The, the, uh, okay, I think so, it has a better chance
0: here. All right. Anyway. All right. I, I gotta. For,
1: we. I gotta stop. Uh. I gotta stop messing around. Um. I'm going to put on. You Francis Haw.
0: Ha. God, I hate you.
2: <laughs> Banger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Might as well keep go no, no, some chaos here. Lahain. Okay. Sweet. Bull French. Tips. Sweet. Get All
1: some right. Vincent Cassell.
0: So mm-hmm. now I'm back at the same, Achoo. the same quandary that I was in before. There, there are three movies that I want to add. One of them. One of them can make it to subsequent lists, so we have two more chances for it to make it on there. And I, I honestly think this is its best shot. I, it, I mean, it's it, it possibly has the best shot of winning, maybe. But there's also like a very obvious movie that none of us have put on here.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're all waiting to see and if anyone else does it.
0: And it's like, come on how how can this one not? Beyond here, especially with some of the pre episode banter that we had going on yeah there's another movie that I want to add in. I don't think that it would has any chance of winning, but uh, I want to talk about it, and then there's another one that uh that again is just way 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 too similar to another movie that's already on here mm-hmm. and there's
1: one that I'm really hoping. I'm. I'm Dan. I'm counting on you. Well, I'm counting on you. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Here's the thing, because um, I know Nathan's
1: not gonna pick the one that I'm
0: thinking. No, of. I'm. I'm definitely not. Because oh, crap. There, 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 are there are two. One, one is definitely not gonna make it. Another one, I even though I think it has the best chance of probably winning here it can make it into the two other punch outs we got coming up. One of them can be in one of the other punch outs that we've got coming up and one of them cannot. but we've got lots of themes that we can put in. Um, But I kind of feel like this one needs to make it into the conversation tonight. Tetsuo the Iron Man.
1: (sighs) Yeah. See, that's that's what I I thought. Hell yeah.
0: Look, this, that was really a struggle for me. Let's see what
3: I. Ju- I just watched that the other night.
0: It is something. I will be shocked utterly shocked if it makes it to the end. All right. I'm torn between five,
1: <laughs> but there's only one on here that I feel like has I have one that's like a personal pick that I have that I feel like is absolutely not gonna make it at all. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this one because I don't think any—I don't think it's gonna make it if I don't pick it. I'm gonna say Ed Wood.
0: Really? And yes, man, we're doubling up on some things. That's okay.
2: I thought that was the one you were gonna hold that hope that I was gonna pick.
0: No, no, no.
1: I'm I'm holding hope hope that you go with something in a drastically different direction from
2: that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's drastic but uh, I just this just arrived for me the other day so I can watch it at my pleasure but I'm going with Denny Villeneuve's
1: poly uh, okay that's not bad that's not bad but that is not what I was expecting hmm. uh, yeah I thought you were going to pick the addiction nope
0: uh, that's why well, right. was so to go with the addiction as i uh i have all those written down but now as i'm putting these down on a piece of paper so i can actually add them into the skull uh let, let's talk just a little bit and by let's i mean y'all so i can focus on this uh a little bit about some of the ones that didn't make it in some of the ones that we were really really struggling with and uh let's actually start with Corey. what are some of your thoughts of the picks that uh that we've made into the skull tonight
3: um, well, here I'll, I'll, the the shred of honesty coming out in me is that uh, I've, I, I it's a small pool of things that I actually have seen. Um, That's uh, the same for me too. Actually, don't,
0: don't worry. But if have seen really seven, good, I've seen eight and a half of them. So
3: there's some really good uh, picks in here, like uh, Tattoo of the Iron Man, Lehane, Uh I love Francis Ha. Uh, I'll defend that. Um, mm-hmm. Sweet. A couple. A couple ones that I uh, were expecting to come up that did not, uh, that I was actually kind of surprised about, was uh, I figured somebody would absolutely throw the artist in there. Um, but, Ooh. you know, or Schindler's List.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, you're talking about like, straight up, up a survey. Like, ones that we That's didn't right. even yeah yeah
3: what, uh, before i opted out of uh, choosing my one of my picks would have been a girl walks home alone at night
1: that was the one i kept talking about where i was i think that I, uh, we've already I, got I,
2: another satrapani, satrapani on there we've that, got yeah that's so. the a girl
1: walks home alone at night is also eligible for our next two punch outs that we're going to do it's the i think it's the only movie at least that i'm aware of that was eligible for all three of the themes that we've got Coming up yeah. this season,
0: yeah, that's the one that Eric and I were, oh, well. were uh, talking around a number of times. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm I'm a little yeah. bummed by that. This is a good pool,
3: and it's a really good pool of different genres, I think, too. So that's that's that makes it interesting because you kind of have everything here. So that's
1: yeah. that's another thing I was looking at. There there are a few where it's kind of like doubling up. We got both of the Jarmish movies. We've got a couple uh, Joel Coen's at least, and then I feel like. Ed Wood and Young Frankenstein are kind of similar in spirit, Um, but again, I like that we're doubling up on a few of these only so that way we give ourselves some insurance.
2: Yeah, and honestly, a lot like Down by Law and Dead Man are about as far apart. Yeah, with Jarmusch films as you can get, and the same with kind of the same with Macbeth and Man Who Wasn't There. Yeah. Yeah, at least, everybody. so at least the films that we have the same directors on here, they are different types of films.
1: Mm. Mm. So the personal pick that I had that I skipped over because I didn't think that anybody would vote for it is *Ida*. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, it's not a movie I've actually seen, but it looks incredible. Uh, won the like best international, or I guess that was before, it was, it was best foreign language Oscar. Um, and it's very snowy. Like it, it seemed like a good Christmasy kind of movie. There are so many. So going through like trying to pick some of these films, uh, there are so many modern black and white films that are about World War II in some way or it's like some shape or form. And we didn't really like. I kind of deliberately avoided most of those. Ida was like, "I'm going to pick one that fits in that vein." Uh, and yeah, I didn't yeah. want to go with an obvious one. Yeah, the one and then, I was. Oh, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to throw one more thing in there that I was just thinking about was another sleeper pick would have been Mad Max Fury Road, but the black and white version. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, we did have we we did say that we could throw so like we could do like Logan or uh, PSI, yeah. which we already covered, but um, Nightmare Alley has like a black and white.
2: We could have done you know the mm-hmm. Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: we talked great. about it.
2: We should have thrown that in just to fuck with everything. Oh, yeah. I, would have, nah. I, I would have used all of my power and might to advance that to, as far as
1: possible. <laughs> if I have to watch all four fucking hours of that, like, again, I oh. will stab my
2: eyeballs out of my head. <laughs> I know people would love it, perfect.
1: but it's so long.
2: It would have been appropriate timing, though, because today it was announced that Henry Cavill will not be back as Superman. So did it, they officially
1: will, announce that? Oh wow!
2: They officially announced it that they have plans without him. So even though they told him in October to go ahead and announce he was back as Superman, today he had to say he will is, not be back as. Didn't Superman. he also
1: like back out of The Witcher for Superman? Yes. Gosh, what a shitty up, thing!
2: Which frees him up to play James Bond, which mm-hmm. is a great
1: thing. Ooh, that would actually be. Pretty well, did
2: great. you see? Uh, him, oh, I can never remember the guy's name. Raul oh, Shit, the dude from Midnight Midnight Mass. Cooley. Oh, Raul cool, yeah. Cooley. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he he tweeted out that he's like, "Hey, Henry Cavill, let's do a Warhammer movie." Uh, <laughs> they're oh both my god! Warhammer nerds. So awesome. <laughs> can, I love? Could a it it movie? So,
1: the because then Robert Cargill says
2: like, "I'll come up with a script." So <sighs> that would be
1: awesome. Oh god, that sounds that sounds so hot.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> some of the ones getting back to the theme that yeah. we're supposed to be talking about. So, yeah. hey, Nathan, can yes. you run
3: down the audience picks real quick? Oh, again? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so So, the picks that are in the skull tonight are The Tragedy of Macbeth, Roma, Young Frankenstein, Raging Bull, History of the Occult, A Field in England, The Man Who Wasn't There, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, Dead Man, of the Ooh. Iron Man, Wings of Desire, Rumblefish. Persepolis, Francis Ha, Ed Wood, Lenny, Eraserhead, Down by Law, Lahain and Polytechnique. Uh, so, the, one of the ones that I wanted to put in there, but I knew I knew it wasn't gonna win, and so I didn't even want to waste all of our time. I wanted to put in Pie, like that one. <laughs> I at least wanted us to discuss <laughs> a little bit. That one, I guess, we'll have to wait until we do a uh, a numbers theme. Uh, and then I am I've I am never versed, seen Pie, but. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I am shocked. <laughs> I'm also shocked that none of us picked Clerks. I don't know if it would have won. It would have felt like a little bit of a. Well, obviously, we need to put Clerks on there. But I still hold out didn't. hope that we're going to
2: have a Junis at some point where we just cover yeah. Evan Smith films.
1: Clerks is another one that is like a super obvious pick. Yeah. I mean Kevin I mean we were talking before we even started recording about how Kevin Smith was like such a gateway to cinema in general for a lot of us.
0: Yeah, and Um, there's a bunch of different themes that I can put that one on. Like we can put that in a like first time directors, we can put that mm. in an indie cinema, we can put that in a single-ish location, we can put like there's so many other things that that it could fall under that it, it hurt me for us to not pick it, but oh well. It is what it is. Um, pretty much everything on the list. I want us to talk about again in part because yeah, I've only be a seen tough one. Well, I've only seen eight and a half of these 30 movies uh, from, from the initial survey of the ones in the skull. I have seen one, two, three, four, five. I've seen five of the possible picks tonight. So that is a thing.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I've seen uh, five of them as well.
1: So yeah, five out of 20. Those will <laughs> be fun. Are,
0: are they the five that you picked? Because I have not seen no. all of my picks.
1: No, they're not the five that I picked. I haven't. I've only seen one of the movies that I picked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's impressive. let's yep. see two.
1: Blind jury.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. All this right. Is what I, look, yes. I,
1: I use this. This podcast constantly keeps me from watching things that I want to watch because I have to watch the things that I'm obligated to watch. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to use this podcast as a uh, as an excuse to uh, watch shit that I've missed over the years. <laughs>
0: Sure sure uh, all right let's get going. I have all of the picks in the skull I will give them a good tussle to make sure that uh, we don't just pick someone's that we just put at the top.
1: I'd say that with nothing but lead, by the way I, feel like I said it. what the hell was that well, that was my phone oh <laughs> <laughs> I thought Nathan was hitting something on the soundboard. I thought no. he was just blending all of the picks
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't put them in a blender. It's All like the right.
3: man who
1: wasn't Raging Bull. Yeah. <laughs> yes. History of the tragedy of Macbeth.
0: That, no, you're missing the obvious one. Dead man, don't wear plaid.
1: Oh, yeah. I did notice that we have two dead, dead men. All <clears> right. <throat> so
0: coming up first, we have dead man going oh, up that? against down by law. Oh, are you serious? Are you I am very me? serious.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's fucking interesting.
1: Oh, you know what? I've seen six movies. Hey, Eric. List. I've seen Down by Law. Eric, do your job. Oh, no, I got it. I'm pulling it up. I was, uh, I was, uh, what's the word uh, that they use? Stalling? In, um, stalling, <laughs> sure. I was trying to come up with a more a cleverer version of that word. Uh, what's the fucking thing that they do in Congress? Filibustering, Filibustering. that's it, yeah. Sorry, guys, it's late. I'm tired. I don't have coffee either. Okay, Dead Man. No one can survive becoming a legend. On the run after murdering a man, accountant William Blake encounters a strange North American man named Nobody who prepares him for his
2: journey into the spiritual world. Dead Man is the 1995 film directed by Jim Jarmusch. It is 120 minutes long and an average letterbox rating of 3.8.
1: All right. And then we have Down by Law. It's not where you start. It's where you start again. A disc jockey, a pimp, and an Italian tourist escape from jail in New Orleans.
2: Down by Law is the 1986 film directed by Jim Jarmusch. It is 106 minutes long, and it has an average letterbox rating of 4.0. Damn.
1: That's very high. Yeah, that's higher than I expected.
0: That's, I, Eric, can can you just read that description again?
1: (laughs) A duck jockey, a pimp, and an Italian tourist escape from jail in New Orleans. That's it. It's a great cast, too. It's Tom Waits, John Lurie, and Roberto Benigni yes and then ellen barkins in it as well too uh,
0: all right so now that we have our options and the details um up for debate and uh let's so uh Corey, I, I know that you've listened to a few of them but since the first one that you're joining us for as we're debating it you can try to sway any of us in our votes you don't have to and you certainly don't have to be, like, very direct and, like, oh, obviously, Blah is the better movie, and y'all are idiots if you don't vote for it. You, you don't have to uh-huh. be direct if you don't want to. You can uh, play things a little bit more close to the chest. Some of us are a little bit more easily swayed than others. Some of us uh, go into these with our minds already made up. So, so yeah, just keep, keep that in mind with the debate. Uh, and some of us might or might not vote out of spite. I'm not going to say... Which of my co-hosts that is? Um, <clears throat> but uh, love you, love you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's it's. I, I love
0: spite.
1: So, me. <laughs> I like the drama.
0: Yes. So, uh, so yeah, Corey, we will start with you on this one. Oh no, 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 shit! That's right. Uh, we we have an order of things that we do. I am a d- d- dummy. Uh, dead man. I had a dead man to the skull because it's one of those drammish films that. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of the more commonly known Jarmusch films, even though I have not seen it. Um, and even though, you know, obviously there's a lot of controversy surrounding the lead at this point. I, I like the um, I, I like what the story is of there is a guy who is slowly dying because I mean, it's basically Iron Man, uh, but without the uh, the arc reactor. I, I, I like. It just seems like such a fascinating story. Of if you know for a fact that you have a limited amount of time, and like there's not really something uh, that that can stop it, like what are you gonna do with that time? And um, that might or might not be what the movie's about. That is what the movie's about in my mind, and I've just been fascinated uh, with with the story and wanted to see it for a while but just haven't gotten around to seeing it. So that is why I added dead man. Dan, why did you add down by law?
2: Uh, Because it's Tom Waits teaming up with Roberto Benigni to escape prison. Like, <clears throat> Come on, man. <laughs> does he play the pen? Oh, and Roberto Benigni does not speak English. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I am a huge Tom Waits fan, so this was going to come in here no matter what. I mean, he and he doesn't even play the pimp. He's the disc jockey. So yeah, (laughs) there's still the pimp come into all this. Yeah, John Lurie is the pimp. Yeah, it's it's pure Jarmusch. It's quirky. It's weird. It's very witty. Um, it's it's gonna go in places you don't expect it to. It's. uh, I mean, I, I love Dead Man, but Dead Man can be a bit allegorical at times. Um. Some some beautiful stuff going on in that film. But when I stag think of cast. black and white arty film, cast. I think of Dead Man because it is a black and white artie film. <laughs> your, vi- your mileage may vary on whether or not you, that assists you one way or the other. Damn, Dead Man's so, two hours long,
0: too. So that's something uh, that I'm definitely thinking about. Now, again, with only having seen some of these movies, uh, I don't know how much that's actually going to weigh into it. With, with the theme of black and white post-1966, you know, after studios said, eh, this whole black and white thing, why? We got Technicolor. Color's awesome. Black and white movies are, they are intentionally made in black and white. There's some reason why. Sometimes it's just for cost. Um, but you know, most of the, uh, you know, sometimes it's to, uh, to hide some of the strings, but most of the times it is an artistic decision either to get people to focus on the story or to get people to focus on the acting. Like typically someone going black and white, it is saying, let's remove a lot of these distractions so you can really focus in on whatever it is that, uh, that the director, writer, et cetera, wants you to focus on. So that's something that that I'm keeping in my mind as we're going through these votes is not just what movie do I want to discuss the most. It's also which of these movies do I think might kind of lean into that black and whiteness of it a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Having not seen uh, either yeah. of these, I don't know if I have a clear <clears> answer <throat> on this one, but <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Jim Jarmusch is so interesting too. Like he, I mean, he's made many... He's made like four or five movies black and white. He also like Permanent Vacation and uh, Coffee and Cigarettes. And so like he this is an aesthetic he really likes to to linger in. Um, and and for very different reasons, because, uh, yeah, Dead Man and Down by Law are so radically different. I've seen Down by Law. Um, I started I remember I started Dead Man when I was a young man, a younger man. And it was not like I was expecting it to be like a kick ass Western Johnny Depp, like shooting people all the time. And I was like, this is weird and slow and not what I was expecting at all. Um, And I want to give that one another shot. Uh, Down by Law, I watched when I was in school, like when I was in college in a film class. I took an independent film course. And I I really don't remember very much about it. Um, I. Other than just like the Tom Waits is one of the most magnetic screen presences and I could listen to him speaking just for hours on end. Um, So, yeah, I'm a little torn on this one. I think Robert has posted like a fucking manifesto in our (laughs) chat here about how he doesn't like Jim Jarmusch.
0: I agree. I agree with
3: Robert. Which is Ooh, understandable. So, Corey,
0: what are some of your thoughts if you are not a Jarmusch fan? Or Jarmusch?
3: Uh I will say, I'm pull- I have my letterbox pulled up to reference these films uh, just for ease. Uh, and both of these are, my, are, are on my watch list. So mm-hmm. I will be doing my due diligence, but I'm not going to like it. Uh, because every Jarmusch, <laughs> film I, every Jarmusch film I've seen, I have not liked it at all. Um, if I had to pick between one of these two blindly, uh, I'd probably pick
0: I mean, you don't. Dead you don't, you don't, right. don't have to tell us if you don't want to.
3: Uh, no, I will tell you okay. because uh, I am reading here that Neil Young composed "Dead Man," which is pretty dope. So, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. you know, uh, and John Hurt's like one of my favorite actors ever. So, yeah, I gotta put. I gotta put that one in. I think that's a good pick.
0: Okay. Um,
3: mm. Nathan's annoyed.
2: Uh, well, no. <laughs> the
0: problem is, I. Honestly, had my pick made, and then you just said something that now has me saying, "Well, crap."
2: Well, <sighs> keep in mind too that with the cast of Dead Man, as much as that cast is in there, most of them are in the film for about three minutes. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that, you get no, that. That's, in that film. It, it wasn't the cast that has me saying. Yeah, oh, I
1: believe oh, that the the most substantial role in the film, besides Johnny Depp, is maybe is. Well, at least from my understanding, is probably Gary Farmer, uh, a Canadian <laughs> actor who plays a Native American man. So that's that's fun. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I think I'm ready to vote. Are you all ready to vote?
1: Ready to I vote. I am. We're right. we going. Okay, so, so we vote. We're doing this in for-
0: the Popcorn Punch Out text channel. channel. Right?
1: Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that yep. we were all ready to go in the right channel all right there it and is then
0: i will say video rack attack and then that will be like the three two one counting down for us all to post our picks so you
3: just we're just voting once each right right we yes. so
0: so yeah we okay. just uh we make our pick uh i'll count down saying video rack attack and then uh then we'll all hit enter if there is uh, a tie then we'll have eric cracking his knuckles right in front of the microphone and it'll yep. be yep. awesome for the listeners uh-huh Just want everyone to know how ready I am. At least you don't have your fucking pen tonight. Uh, Oh, I have it in my hand right here. Oh my god, I hate you. All right, So so, so yeah, uh, we will vote, and if there's a tie, we will deal with that. All right, video rack attack. Oh.
1: Oh. Oh, (laughs) All right, so Corey and I have voted for Dead Man. Nathan and Dan have voted for Down by Law. That is surprising. It's it, surprising to me that I that you changed to down by law. I thought you were I thought what Corey said made you want to vote for a dead man. It
0: did make me want to vote for dead man. Dead man was one of the ones that I added to, right, uh, yeah. to the, the skull. I'm voting against myself here. I don't I don't like what I'm doing. Um, all right. Does anyone want to use their chaos card to advance uh one of no. the d- nope. okay. no. No. didn't think so. No. All right, so I will use skull the skull of fate Not gonna fight for this one. to see who is making the choice and that's going to be hey look it's me. Alright we're doing down by law. Uh,
1: <laughs> well I'm sorry Johnny Depp you're a dead man once again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: He's played many dead men in his, his career.
0: Alright so down sorry, by, by law. law like by me. <coughs> it's distracting. Alright Nathan what next we got up next? Look, I've got a lot of stuff that I have to manage over here. I've got two I different skulls with a lot of information. I need get it together, man. I need an assistant or like the show needs a producer or something. It just me to come over? Yes. All right. Jim
1: Jarmusch, uh, despite the fact that his movies are kind of tough to get into, he's a cool looking motherfucker. Look at this guy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: He looks so cool. He's in... Um, he's an actor in a different... In one of these other movies, He's in, right? He's in... Oh, Sling no. Blade was the first one I ever noticed him in. No, what I was thinking is um, In the Soup. He's in In the Soup, oh. but we didn't yeah. we didn't pick it.
0: In the Soup so is not In the in Skull. Contention. All right, yeah, next up, we have Roma going up against Roma. Rumblefish.
1: Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, not happy about that. Okay, Roma... In 1970s Mexico City, two domestic workers help a mother of four while her husband is away for an extended period of time.
2: Roma is the 2018 film directed by Alfonso Cuaron. It is 135 minutes long with a letterbox rating of 4.1. Quite high. Rumblefish.
1: Rusty James can't live up to his brother's reputation. His brother can't live it down. Rusty James, an absent-minded street thug, struggles to live up to his legendary older brother's reputation and longs for the days when gang warfare was going on. I love that the description and the uh,
2: the tagline are the same, basically.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, Rumblefish is the 1983 film directed by fans Francis Ford Coppola. 94 minutes long and a rating of 3.7.
0: Uh yeah, these right. are both my picks. Yes, they well, are. I guess
1: technically Roma is an audience pick, but I originally put it in.
0: Uh,
1: Roma is a fucking masterpiece. Like, it is an absolutely extraordinary film. I adore it so much. I wept openly watching this movie. It, I I adore Alfonso Cuarón. Um, I love everything he's ever made. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it was literally like the first whenever we talked about doing a modern black and white film. It's was truly the first movie that came to mind. Um it's crazy that it is a Netflix movie. Um I uh, also put in Rumblefish. Uh, this is one that I have not seen actually. Um but it's uh Francis Ford Coppola. I feel like it's one of the one of the films in his filmography that is often like called out as like one of the like underrated classics that he made. <laughs> like you got somebody like him who's made like so many stone-cold masterpieces that he has like some other masterpieces that like float under the radar because of how good all of his other movies are and i feel like rumble fish it seems like it kind of fits in that category um it's also you know based on the se hinton novel so it's got some shades of like uh the outsiders in it it's about like set in the I believe it's set in the 50s right With Matt mm-hmm. Dillon. I, I just love the idea of Matt Dillon as like this disaffected teen who is just like sad that oh, gangs he- don't like fight with one another anymore. <laughs> like it's such a great look.
2: Dillon had all of the disaffected teens for a while there. The right,
1: yeah. He's like the James Dean of the eighties. But yeah, I mean, and also like this it's this movie has Mickey Rourke and Diane Lane, Dennis Hopper, Nicholas Cage. Chris Penn, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, like, wh- Tom Waits is also in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tom
2: Waits uh, was in a couple couple of films there in the yeah.
1: 80s. Uh, well, yeah, he's in uh, uh the greatest movie of all Bram Stoker's Dracula, and one from the heart, and a couple others. Yeah. Oh man, I just this is a real this is a real tough one. Somebody else talk while I think about
0: this. All right. Uh, yeah. So you- yeah, Corey, go ahead.
1: Yeah, on like one hand,
3: you have absolutely masterful filmmaking at its highest level. And then on the other hand, you have a movie by the guy who directed Jack.
4: So <laughs> uh, okay.
3: for me, it's, it's a real tough one. Uh, I will say um, that, you know, I, I got to give big ups to Coppola because, you know, not everybody has such a wide range of like film you know that that he had filmography that he has but i roma i mean i agree roma just is like something it affected me on like a different level like Mm. it was just insane um especially being that like Coron did the cinematography as well as directing and that's a two that's a dragon that rarely anyone can do well you know so to Mm. do it well uh and absolutely just
2: Nail It is impressive. It's quite I love Rumble. But for me, it's not even his best S.E. Inton adaptation. <laughs> so.
0: so I've not seen... It is the
2: only one in black and white, though. It is the only one in black and
0: white. I've not seen either of these films. Um, One of them sounds... Well, I know one of them is going to be absolutely amazing, but I, I really want to see both of them for very, very different reasons, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I think that I have my mind made up. Both say what?
2: And, and both are Korean collection films, so they're both on that mm-hmm. top shelf. So okay.
4: yeah.
0: Well, I I have thoughts, but I will give a little bit more of my reasoning. Um after we nathan's votes, given nothing away i no in, in this one um yeah i'm not giving too much of the way in in this specific vote all right uh any further I'm discussion ready. before we vote nope Mm-mm. all right or do you all have your votes locked in i know how to words does everyone yes, have yes, their votes yes. locked in yes sir all right yes sir video rack attack
1: <laughs> oh look at that a three to one vote nathan is the sole rumble fisher look roma the is the winner
2: here's, i almost went rumble fish but i didn't want a second tie in a row
0: like so. <laughs> you're to
2: pick your battles
3: you know yeah
0: roma is very much one of those kinds of movies where it's like yeah of course i need to see it of course it's going to be amazing of course it's going to be wonderful and masterful But we're in a little bit of a, or at least the reason that I voted the way that I did was a little bit of the parasite uh, conundrum that we found ourselves in of, (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course, it's going to be great. I'm sure that if it makes it to the end, we're going to have our own take on it and we're going to approach it in possibly a slightly different way. But it's also one of those movies that has been so discussed. And um, I don't
1: know if I agree with that, actually. Like, I feel like I agree. I feel like Roma mm-hmm. for whatever reason kind of flew under the radar. Oh I you know, so like I disagree, it seems yeah. like I mean it was huge around the time that it came out and it got, you know, a best picture nomination, everything. But it also was like I feel <laughs> like it was considered like the front runner for such a long time that it eventually was just kind of overshadowed by a lot of other things. Um, and then like many Netflix films, it disappeared and yeah. from the conversation. Towards. Right, I think that's the other thing too. Is it was a Netflix movie, and you know, they Netflix put a little bit more behind it than it usually does with its movies because it considered it like a true, you know, Oscar contender. But yeah, I mean, it just it kind of disappeared from the conversation a bit. I feel like um, not. It's not nearly to the extent of something like Parasite. I think
3: uh, I'm pretty pretty sure.
1: Um, In terms of the cultural conversation,
3: um, I'm pretty sure he actually he was. That was the first uh, ever time in history of the Academy Awards that um, a, a director, cinematographer won both awards. The same person, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It won Best Cinematography and it won Best Director and it was the same person.
1: Um, oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot that he did. So yeah, I did. it did take home a few Oscars there. Um, it took home three. Three of yeah. And it was nominated for ten.
0: I love Afonso Coron, so I'm not upset about it in the least. Uh, Rumblefish just, just sounded like something that would be a lot of fun for us to discuss, especially oh, it is. Oh. especially since the Warriors didn't make it. I felt like Close. it was uh, a closer Warriors approximation, but I guess now we'll never well, know.
1: The wor- Oh, you mean the Warriors didn't make it in our like? It's not eligible for our theme thing. I,
0: I like, mean, not yes. Yes,
1: it yeah. probably looked good in black and white though.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure we'll mm,
2: I wouldn't want to see it I, yeah, I that like movie Disney is very,
1: the color is so I think
3: I think you need to see 70s New York in color uh, yeah. for that kind of work
1: you know. the only one uh, the only right. person who likes to see 70s New York in color or in black and white is Woody Allen and uh, <laughs> there's a reason why none of his his films are on this list
0: hmm yep all right
1: as foundational as he was
0: we have tragedy of Macbeth going up against
1: what if it's the man who wasn't there
0: oh that would make me very sad guys i'm very sad it's going up against the man who wasn't there are you fucking kidding me nope do you you think that i would intentionally do that to myself
1: i don't know
3: Uh, uh
0: I don't want to so I haven't seen words. The
3: Man Who Wasn't There. Is it basically
2: Macbeth?
0: <laughs> no, it's it's just uh, <laughs> No
2: It's it's a it's a modern neo noir. Mm-hmm. All right, here, here. I'm gonna tell you
1: exactly what it is. But first I'll tell you about <laughs> Tragedy <laughs> of Macbeth.
2: Uh, you know what Macbeth. You're doing Man Who Wasn't There First? Oh no Which no, no I'm doing, doing Tragedy
1: of Macbeth. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> um as if anybody needs to know, but Here we go. Macbeth, the Thane of Glamis. Is it Glamis? Glamis? I don't know, whatever. Receives a prophecy from a trio of witches that one day he will become king of Scotland. Consumed by ambition and spurred to action by his wife, Macbeth murders
2: his king and takes the throne for himself. Tragedy of Macbeth is a 2021 film directed by Joel Cohen. Uh, It is 105 minutes long with a rating of 3.8.
1: Alright, and then we have the man who wasn't there. The more you see, the less you really know. A tale of murder, crime, and punishment set in the summer of 1949, Ed Crane, a barber in a small California town, is dissatisfied with his life, but his wife Doris's infidelity and a mysterious opportunity presents him with a chance to change it. Man Who Wasn't There
2: is the 2001 film directed by well, technically Joel Coen, but is the Coen brothers. 116 minutes long with a rating of 3.8
0: <laughs> so oh boy uh, who added Tragedy of Macbeth to the survey it was an audience pick uh, but yeah I, I added that one All right, so since that was first out of the skull Eric why did you put in the Tragedy of Macbeth
1: well I almost didn't um, but I man I love Shakespeare I need to watch more Shakespeare adaptations I still haven't had a chance to see this one um, and I watched, I usually don't watch trailers for movies that I really want to see, but I was torn between putting tragedy of Macbeth in the skull or on the pole or good night and good luck, which is another one of my like favorite black and like modern black and white films. And it's about journalism and stuff, which is a, obviously a, a big, uh, like a big plus for me. Um, and then I watched the trailer for the tragedy of Macbeth. And just saw that like unbelievable Bruno Del Bono cinematography and just Denzel Washington fucking, I mean, looking unbelievable in black and white monologuing at the camera. And I was like, yeah, I have to have this movie in here because um, it I, I need to see this. I've, I've put it off for far too long, it, even though it's only, it only came out last year. I was thinking it was older than that for some reason. Um, yeah, and Macbeth is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. Um, it's it's such an inherently cinematic work of Shakespeare's, and it's also the one that is that it, it leans very much into the horror. Like most adaptations, lean into the horror aspects of it, uh, which I really like. Uh, so yeah, that's why. I put it. Yep,
0: yeah. and I put in the man who wasn't there, uh, both on the survey and into the skull, because. Um, I just I love the Coen Brothers. I love their films. I love how diverse and eclectic they are. I love how. So the first Coen Brothers film that I saw was Raising Arizona, and everything else that I've seen after that is so wildly different. But with with Raising Arizona being my sort of keystone, that that colors uh, the way that I view all of their films. So like even with Miller's Crossing. I can't watch *Miller's Crossing* as you know, serious and dark as that movie gets sometimes, without having a little bit of that *Raising Arizona* just absurdist humor informing some of the actions, Uh, or or like the scene. I know that we're not talking about *Miller's Crossing*, but the scene where um uh oh shit, why am I drawing a blank on the main uh, mob boss in in *Miller's Crossing*, uh, Albert Finney when yeah. Albert Finney is just walking down the street in essentially his nightgown with, with a Tommy gun, it is such an amazing the Danny scene. boy sequence. Yes. Yeah. And like so I, I can't watch that and not picture Nick cage going up against uh, the, the bounty hunter. So <laughs> they, they shaped the way that I view everything. And so then when I got to, uh, and, and a lot of the other movies of theirs that I had seen prior to the man who wasn't there, did lean a little bit more into the comedy side, so things like Hud'sucker Proxy. When I got to the man who wasn't there, it was such a drastic shift from everything else of theirs that I had seen up to that point that I honestly didn't really know how to feel about it at the time. But I, in, in thinking back about that movie, I adore it so much. It came out in two thousand one. I feel like that's a little bit. It's not the start <coughs> of the neo noir uh, movement, but like it it kind of feels like a very early, very influential one um that 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 understood more about what noir films are supposed to be, and mm-hmm. then actually gave it a just an updated uh, just an updated outlet rather than some of the movies where it's like, all right, we're gonna do a noir film, and we're gonna put as much color as possible in it because that's the neo right, of yeah. neo noir.
1: Most neo-noir at that point was like LA confidential or road to perdition or a lot of like, uh, um, yeah, they're like very sunny, bright or like, yeah, colorful types of movies. And they're like, no, we're throwing all the way back. Or, I mean, even like blood simple, I guess you can throw that in there as well.
0: Well, and, uh, even though it's been years since I've seen the man who wasn't there, I remember the ending, um, having an effect on me and thinking like, huh, Interesting. So, so yeah, uh, it's it's just it, it's a solid flick, and we've got two Cohen films up against each other. uh Corey, it's so funny your that we thoughts?
1: got the Jarmish and the Cohen movies Ooh. against each
0: other. Sorry, Corey, go what, ahead, Corey. Corey, what are your thoughts on Man Who Wasn't There versus Tragedy of Macbeth?
3: Man Who Wasn't There is in my watch list, um, so I have not seen it. I will say that looking at the cast and the crew of this is dope. Uh, Cinematography (laughs) by Roger by Roger Deakins uh, Mm -hmm. is amazing. That's like one of my favorite people of all time.
1: Yeah, we have Deakins Um, versus Del Like it's yeah. uh. One thing. One thing uh, though, I will say
3: for me personally, uh, you know, not to sway anybody's ideas, but uh, one thing I really do love about the tragedy of Macbeth when I watched it, and you'll probably hear me say this a few more times tonight, is that it. Systematically changed the way I thought about filmmaking and film, like in general, um, because uh, it just is insane the amount of. uh, This is actually one of those movies where cinematography is awesome, but the production design by Stephane Deschamps uh, is insane. So uh, Mm. I I don't know if you guys know this, but it was they shot it in black and white, but they actually painted the sets black and white too. Right, and there are. And there are some scenes where like, light is coming in from a window and like making a nice shadow on the wall, but there's actually not light at all. It's a painted shadow to make mm-hmm. more stark contrasts in the cinematography, which is something that harkens back to like Caligari. Um, yeah. And I just think that that's so cool. Um, and I really yeah. love... I really, really, really love Denzel Washington in this role. Like he just absolutely kills this role, and it's ins- it's it's awesome. It's like watching Denzel, like rediscover acting.
1: <laughs> like, oh, this is insane. so hard. Yeah that that was what really... When I saw that trailer, that was what really sold me. It has like the production design is also very spare. Like it, it really it really is just like black or white it's like so focused on the contrast that it's not putting anything else in the scene that's going to distract you from the emotion of the of what's going on uh it, it reminds like me a lot of like the passion of the jo- of Joan of arc or uh yeah, yes. or like a bergman film or something like it's uh, it
3: looks like you're watching a stage play but somehow the stage like you are like on a on our in a ride going through <laughs> right a, yeah a big theater set it's a, it's it's crazy now that's something and that that I would love a to see.
0: Heat. I would love to see it like a Disney ride, but you're actually going through a stage, not animatronic. Yeah, Dan, what are some of your thoughts on this pairing? I'm struggling.
2: Um, since we just got done talking about Macbeth, I'll bring up the man who wasn't there. One of the things that I love most about It is how true it sticks to the film noir and detaches itself somehow even further away from the like the wrong man, the man that's pulled into something beyond his control. Because Billy Bob Thornton in this film does everything he can to not be involved in a single fucking thing. He is doesn't want part of anything like just the, the everyday aspects of his own life. He is a fucking barber. And it's not even his own barbershop. It's his brother-in-law's <laughs> He He barely seems to exist within this film, but yet he is such an important component to it. And and much, much like um, Denzel in Macbeth, it's Billy Bob just acting the ever-loving hell out of this film by never chewing on anything. He is so understated in this. It's the type of role that doesn't get enough accolades because it looks so simple, right? Yeah. He's not doing anything showy, yeah. But he's still he's there, and he's allowing he allows everyone else to dominate the scenes around him. And just what a what an ego free thing that is for an actor to do. Cause he's in the, there are some heavyweight actors in this film. I mean, Gandalfine, he's amazing McDormand. Um, even, even Scarlett Johansson steals the scenes that she's in and he lets it. He never once tries to compete for anything on screen, and that just makes such an indelible mark that he that he would do that. Yeah. The,
0: the cast both, is amazing. Both
1: movies have lead actresses, Frances McDormand, too. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Of course she's of course. in there.
1: The, I mean, she, may, she might be married to Joel Cohen. Um,
0: yeah. He
1: likes to do his wife and stuff.
0: Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, like, he he embodies the theme. Like, the, the, oh, God, mm. there, there are so many themes present in The Man Who Wasn't There that he does such an impeccable job of bringing forward and and, and manifesting. So uh, one of the things that I'm considering is in in looking at these two these two Cohen films, a movie that is being adapted, and all of the Cohen craft going in to the the cinema of it, or a Cohen movie. So maybe you know maybe there's more interesting things done visually in Tragedy of Macbeth, but it's an adaptation not an original piece. So that is definitely one of the things going through my mind uh, with these Cohen brother pairings is what well one's not a coen
1: brother movie though yeah. a, it is, is it is a coen brother
0: just, it is just not a coen brothers yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right
1: also i'd like to clarify i didn't mean to, in, to imply that frances mcdormand only gets in these movies because her husband's <laughs> director she's a fucking incredible actor and is just one of the greatest to ever do it uh, so apologies to frances McDormand yeah. i
2: mean she has won academy awards for f- movies that aren't his so
1: yeah right yeah of course
2: Once you get around to seeing *Tragedy of Macbeth*,
3: I think you'll 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 really like it.
0: Oh, I am positive that I will love it. But uh... all right,
1: I, I, I. mm, All right, I think I think I'm ready.
2: I'm ready.
0: All right, I too am ready. All right, video rack attack. Oh, okay. Thank you.
1: Ooh. So we've got uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. a three to one vote, uh, and the man who wasn't there is still there. It's gonna keep. He's gonna keep going. <laughs> uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. Corey, you voted for that one, and you were a lone wolf on that. I came so close to voting for it, but I had a feeling it would become a tie. Um. Absolute, absolute disrespect. <laughs>
3: uh, look,
0: <laughs> here's the thing, Trent. Fuck that Shakespeare guy. I look the the, uh, the the last comment that I made before a vote was the deciding factor for me. Like, I am sure that of Macbeth is amazing. I, you know, like Corey, when you're talking about the way that some of the sets are done and the craft that went in behind the camera, sounds amazing, and that definitely leans into the black and whiteness of you know really using that form to tell the story.
4: <laughs>
0: we are eventually going to do a Shakespeare, uh, a punch out, but it's just one of those things where it's just okay like, great. okay, telling a Shakespeare story or taking a Coen brother story and all of the themes that we would talk about in tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, sure. They're great themes that have also been discussed over the however many centuries uh, <laughs> as people talk about Macbeth and the man who wasn't there is just It's just it's just a beat.
1: I mean, I knew that we weren't gonna get both of these movies at the end, and I ultimately I mean, I'm such a huge like film noir person. I know. I just I love the genre so much. We do have another movie in here that's kind of film noir ish, but it's also you know, more of a a a comedy, you know, it's a film noir comedy. I, and I'm just a huge Shakespeare nerd, so it's like that's why I was yeah, like, Yeah, oh, me too. I know on. it's that it was the only one. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I hate that these I went feel up like against we each have
2: other. To punch at it, so We're gonna, gonna have to. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Many. There's so There's many. so many.
0: I, I so hate that these two went up against each other, but that's what I yeah. All right, next up.
1: Oh, is anybody using a chaos card? Do we want to? I thought about it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thought about it too, but I I. First of all, I want to save one so I can actually have two for a change, but <laughs>
0: uh, I um, yeah, I rather than asking that between every single one. I just assumed uh, if someone's going to use one, they will jump right in and, and, and I assume Tragedy
1: Macbeth is not the top rated audience pick then.
0: Nope. Okay. Ooh. All right. Interesting. So up next we are continuing with the film noir with Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Okay. awesome in this punch out against raging bull oh my oh, God. I
1: mean, God. come on God bless. see this is the th- I mean this- <laughs> I, I love this what a, f- what a fucking thing we do here I've been swearing so much more than usual lately I just get so riled up all right yep <laughs> dead men don't wear plaid laugh or I'll blow your lips off Juliet Forrest Forrest, is convinced that the reported death of her father in a mountain car crash was no accident. Her father was a prominent cheese scientist working on a secret (laughs) recipe. To prove it was murder, she enlists the services of private eye Rigby Reardon. He finds a slip of paper containing a list of people who are the friends and enemies of Carlotta, which was in quotes.
2: Uh, Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid is the 1982 film directed by Carl Reiner. 89 minutes long with a rating of 3.3.
1: And we got Raging Bull. When Jake LaMotta steps into a boxing ring and obliterates his opponent, he's a prize fighter. But when he treats his family and friends the same way, he's a ticking time bomb, ready to go off at any moment. Though LaMotta wants his family's love, something always seems to come between them. Perhaps it's his violent bouts of paranoia and jealousy. This kind of rage helped make him a champ, but in real life, he
2: winds up in the ring alone. Raging Bulls, a 1980 film directed by Martin Scorsese. 129 minutes long with a rating of 4.2.
1: The highest rating we've had so far, I believe.
0: So, uh, I added Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid because when we were doing the theme punch out and, uh, and Black and White post 1966 made it to the end one of the first movies that I thought of was Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. It's God, it's so good. Um, it it is uh, it's Steve Martin interacting with clips of other movies. So mm. like it is just a bunch of other film noir movies that have all been pieced and cobbled together to tell a, a much larger story. Well, the story of a cheese scientist. <laughs> <laughs> it It is. It's, it's yeah, a. I mean, what other movies are you going to
1: get? Cary Grant, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, uh, Betty Davis, Fred McMurray, Ca- James Cagney, Charles Lawton, Vincent Price, all these people in the same movie. I mean, come on.
0: Exactly. I
3: really it's- like Ingrid Bergman's performance in this movie. Yeah. It's,
0: <laughs> it's just so. It Great. is so unique and, um, because even though i would uh you know when we're doing our theme punch out this one would have fit in parodies i would squarely say that this is a parody of film noir it never fully feels like it's making fun of it like it very much feels uh even though it's not uh, a a steve martin film it feels like steve martin giving reverence to film noir movies that he grew up on with his own special brand of, of comedy um and it's just, it it's something special. If you've never seen it, this is one of those movies where it's like, oh, dude, you've, you've got to see Dead Men Don't Wear a Plaid. Mm. its If you don't like film noir, obviously, you're probably not going to love it. Um, But it's just, it's special. And it works. And <clears throat> from what I remember of it, again, it's been years. No part of it felt like awkward or just like, oh, man, they're really trying to shoehorn that scene into it it uh it it works pretty seamlessly uh for for the most part it's, it's just fun so far we don't have anything fun on here we don't we, oh, we, wait, we, we all these are fun no all I of them are it,
3: co- I find it very interesting that this is a comedy up against a very like serious drama uh, which is interesting mm. to me because uh, i feel like it really offsets kind of the the, the choice, you know, because it's like, mm, are, you oh, yeah. a, are you in a good feeling mood or are you in like a, <laughs> a gritty <laughs> history of violence?
1: Yeah, these are some these are mean, the most disparate. Almost stuff. for two hours. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Deadman Don't Plan. It's a lot of fun, even though we have fun movies in the skull. So far, we don't have anything fun. Yeah, I mean there's some
1: fun stuff in here eventually maybe we'll get sure there.
0: sure okay uh who put in raging bull did you put that raging was bull in the survey because it was another audience pick
1: yeah i put raging bull in uh because nobody else put it in damn it this is one when we were putting the poll together we all put our movies in and i was like wait a minute none of us picked raging bull this is this will not stand <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I
2: cut something I don't even remember. What I, I, I was still pissing. I was still pissing and pouting because I lost out on my Martin Scorsese potential punch. Yeah, up, so that's that's exactly. <laughs> so why. you didn't even when,
0: want to put Raging Bull in there.
2: Yeah, you're like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to play with any of his movies if we weren't going to discuss. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, and I took what? the opposite
1: tack where I was just like, uh, "No, we have to justice for Scorsese because mm-hmm. yeah, we." We came so close to getting a, an entire Scorsese theme, and uh, mm-hmm. somebody had to put some freaking siege movies up over, Dude. And over again. Dude, it's okay, Nathan. I forgive you.
0: You you um, were the one that forced it to happen.
1: But outside of that, Raging Bull, I mean, is just a again another just fuck. I mean, absolute masterpiece. I mean, it, it's it's arguably the greatest achievement from. One of our greatest living filmmakers, um, even though it was dropped off at the Sight and Sound poll this this decade, which is uh, crazy. It's crazy to me that people rate Taxi Driver over Raging Bull. Um, mm. Not that Taxi Driver isn't a masterpiece, but like, man, Raging Bull is just—it's just one of the great movies. One of the great performances. Robert De Niro is—is—I mean, this is probably the greatest Robert De Niro performance, right? I mean, of with a career mm-hmm. as stacked and unbelievable as his there's just definitely top, definitely top five definitely top five. i think yeah. it is is i think it is
3: his number one just because i feel like robert de niro plays himself or plays the same character in like 90 percent of his films so i think really That's him cool. really giving it here you know is is good I, I like it a lot
1: it is decidedly very different from even though it's still like you know he's he's often playing like guys who are kind of yeah tapped into that, like, masculine rage or whatever. This is such a... Yeah. It feels, like, very different. And he's also playing this character throughout, like, many stages of his life and going through all the different weight transformations and stuff, which, you know, is kind of like a a typical thing that's rewarded with, you know, Oscar gold or whatever. But this, I feel like, is kind of the best example of that, that allure that a lot of actors have for the biopic. Like, I'm going to transform my body and, like, really affect the mannerisms of somebody like I don't I this is the best version of that I think um, and it's just I mean it, it's an absolutely unbelievably gorgeous film um, it's it is very hard to watch though that's kind of the only it's, it's a long movie and it's very difficult to watch uh, well I guess it's it's actually it's, it's only two hours and nine minutes so it's not as long <laughs> as I was thinking um, not
0: nearly as long as the other movies we've covered
1: uh yeah. But anyway, uh gorgeous movie. The shot the opening shot of the ring in slow motion with all the like the haze and him just kind of bouncing around in the ring is just one of the greatest images ever committed to cinema. Michael Chapman was one of our greatest cinematographers and uh you know he did Taxi Driver Raging Bull, Space Jam, you know, like we gotta we gotta
0: <laughs> gotta give credit to Space Jam.
1: We gotta celebrate that in some way. Uh, yeah, I um. This is another. This is another difficult. This one's difficult in the opposite way of the others, where it's like, oh, these are really similar. I want them both, but I know they can't be on here. It's like, oh, these are very different movies, which is maybe more difficult <laughs> to figure out what to do.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, any additional thoughts about Raging Bull or Deadman Don't Wear Plaid before we vote? Uh, I'm good. Corey, Daniel, good. You all ready to vote or any? any yeah, I'm yeah, I'm re- All right, I am ready to video rack attack. Not surprised. Ah, uh, well,
1: Steve Martin has been gored by the <laughs> raging bull. <laughs> dead men don't wear plaid has lost in a three to one vote. Nathan, you're the sole dead men don't wear plaid vote. I. I really thought about it. This Honestly, is... if if this was not immediately preceded by a win for the man who wasn't there, I might have voted for Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid.
0: Yeah, the I know the timing hurt this one. Um, the quality of the film there's there's no question that Raging Bull is going to uh, far outweigh Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid.
1: Well, and also I'm sure Nathan, you're about to you're about to throw down a, a chaos
0: card, aren't you? I'm very heavily considering it, but. There's other that movies enough. that I care strong. There, there's other movies that I have stronger feelings about that. I want to get to the end and Ooh, okay because I'd I, I love dead man to It is so much fun, but again, years since I've seen it, it's also one of those movies where it's like, man, this is a lot of fun. I, I, I don't remember enough about it to know how much we would be able to analyze it beyond just here's a really interesting experiment that they did with a movie i love it i think that it works i think that it's funny but because it's taking so many other elements of so many different movies and and putting them into one like yeah it still had to be scripted because they still had to watch all of those movies and figure out you know who was going to be playing what character and then what they were going to be doing and how they were going to use other elements <laughs> in these other films but i don't feel like we're gonna i don't feel like we would be able to get quite as much out of the discussion with dead men don't Wear plaid so that might just be a movie that i watch for fun this month after watching something like raging bowl where i just want to weep so so yeah it's it's a great movie but not one of the ones uh, as much as i love it that i want to fight for
1: well i'm sh- honestly that was another factor i had was i was like well if i don't vote for it nathan will chaos it mm.
0: no little sad that dan didn't vote for it but it's fine it's fine i'll survive um, uh-
2: of course, I'm going to vote for the poor AZ. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. The like, I'm, good. <laughs> AC. I'm not surprised. I'm just sad. All right, next up, we have. Ooh, I want to see what this one's going up against before I announce it, because oh, interesting. I really, really, really hope that it goes... Oh, no, it didn't. Okay, fine. Alright, <laughs> next up we uh, have uh, Iron going up against Wood. Tetsuo the Iron Man against Ed Wood. <laughs>
1: iron and Wood. Uh, that's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man A metal fetishist, driven mad by the maggots wriggling in the wound he's made to embed steel into his flesh, runs out into the night and is accidentally run down by a Japanese businessman and his girlfriend. The pair dispose of the corpse in hopes of quietly moving on with their lives. However, the businessman soon finds that he is now plagued by a vicious curse that transforms his flesh into iron. Wow.
2: Katsuo the Iron Man is a 1989 film directed by Shinya. Sukamoto is a brief 67 minutes long wow and has a rating of
1: 3.8 all right and then we have ed wood when it came to making bad movies ed wood was the best the mostly true story of the legendary quote worst director of all time who with the help of his strange friends filmed countless b-movies without ever becoming famous or successful
2: Ed Wood is the 1994 film directed by Tim Burton it is 127 minutes long with a rating of 4.0 and it is our second Johnny Depp black and white film
0: yep a lot of things doubling up on this one uh, alright so I put Tetsuo the Iron Man in here I, okay so I struggled I really struggled with whether or not I was going to put this one in here because Eraserhead was already picked and these two movies though very 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 different in plot uh share a lot in common with with the style and with uh the impact that the visuals have not necessarily what the visuals are but just that sort of very uneasy feeling the the, that you get um from um from Eraserhead. you also get a lot of that from tetsuo and I I had never seen this one before until the other night. I started watching it. Unfortunately, I was way too tired and didn't even have a chance to get through sixty seven minutes. Uh, but but the thirty some odd minutes of it that I watched, it is just an experience. And there is very very little dialogue. It is so visually driven, and and because of that, it has a real uh, it has a real artistic feel about it because so much of the story is being told uh, purely through the visuals and uh, it's just, yeah, it is just such, such a bizarre movie and, and one that I feel like is absolutely right up, uh, right up our alley. But you know what else is right up the video monsters alley and wood and, and B movies. And uh-huh. yeah. so, so yeah, yeah, um, we have
1: two had- movies eligible here that would be like a great, um, be a great counterpart to our Universal Monsters series that we did earlier in the year. Yeah,
0: well, and uh, Tetsuo would also be a great way to transition out of our Korean horror, even though it's not a Korean film. Uh, sort of bridging some of that East-West divide, and mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, like it, it okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop talking about, uh, about <coughs> it so that we can talk a little bit about Ed Wood. So, Eric, why did you add Ed Wood?
1: Uh, really quick before we move on, I just want to point out uh, there's a review for Tetsuo the Iron Man on Letterboxd by Joe Lynch, the, the filmmaker, and he says, it feels like if early Cronenberg, early Lynch, and early Aronofsky shunted, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> quite a quite an incredible uh, description there. And F- Accurate, yep, yeah, totally accurate, very um, accurate, yeah. Edward, I mean, that Edward was the last movie I picked. It was one that I was kind of holding out hope that one of you guys would pick, uh, but it just it had to be here. I mean, it is, it, it if Batman Returns didn't exist, it would be Tim Burton's best film. <laughs> Fair. Um, it is one of the, I mean, it's, it hits so many of my like cinematic sweet spots where it's like, um, an ode to like Old B or movies. It has a little bit of that Universal Monsters flavor to it, especially since um, uh, Martin Landau is playing Bella Lugosi. You also um, love
0: movies about making movies.
1: I love movies about making movies. God, it's the best thing in the world. Um, Hell yeah. There were a lot of movies, a lot of black and white movies, especially independent films are about making movies too. We didn't get too many of those in here really, uh, but there was like In the Soup, um I feel like there was another one. So I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um but yeah, Edward is just this is another one of those movies that's just a blast. It's so much fun and it is just um it's it's the kind of movie that reminds you of why you love cinema and art in general. You know, it's just like it is such an a loving uh heartfelt ode to cinema in general. Um yeah, I just I love it. It's it's a, Fantastic phenomenal movie. All
0: How right, Dan, so, Corey, yeah. thoughts on Tetsuo the Iron Man versus Ed Wood?
2: Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man was one of the first movies I remember watching that I almost like took it out of the VCR because I was like, I don't understand. I don't. This is freaking me the fuck out what this movie. Is Because <laughs> I rented it in like nineteen ninety five. I had never heard anything about it. it. The cover just looked very, very interesting on the video shelf. And it freaked me the fuck out. I mean, in all honesty, I was I was not expecting what that film actually was. Uh, so it, it's one of the most visceral reactions I've had to a movie that I could easily remember. And uh, Ed Wood, uh, I'm sorry, Eric, it's, it's Tim Burton's best film.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> listen if you think it's the best film I, I, won't, I won't argue I I just Batman Returns is so good um,
0: Corey your thoughts fair. on Tetsuo versus Ed
1: so uh,
3: Tetsuo the Iron Man is maybe probably one of my favorite movies of all time um, like Shinya Tsukamoto is absolutely just an, an insane person um, all of his films are just incredibly like visceral and so really interesting to watch and I don't really come across you don't really come across too many people that like really interest you and pull you in throughout the entire filmography but that's neither here nor there uh, this movie is just like an absolute ode to like i just i don't i can't I can't tell whether or not like you know. It's like the Cronenberg fan in me that loves this movie so much because of the body horror or the fact that it just feels like almost real in a way. Um, but it really did affect me on a visceral level. And unlike Dan, I did not make me want to pull it out or switch it off. It <laughs> kind of glued me in and kind of like, oh, you know,
2: I'll oh, that's my like- eyes. It- it made me want to, but I couldn't because one thing <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid, like, there might attack me back in that moment just by watching.
3: This. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it really, it really kind of shaped my, uh, my like, style uh, as like a writer and like kind of like the themes that I play around with now, and kind of like what I'm into in terms of like genre. Um, I, I just really something just about like literally like your body being consumed by the thing you love most to turn you into something otherworldly is just a really cool concept. And I think it's done really well here. And I don't think I've seen it done this well since what 89, I wasn't even born then, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it done since then this well. So that's my two cents on that one.
0: So also
3: just, I also just think that Sukamoto has a great eye for everything. And the black and white also. I don't think this movie. I think this is one of those movies that would not work in color. Oh yeah. I think this movie only works in black and white because mm-hmm. of the way that uh, it's shot and lit It's uh, in,
1: insane. It's so good. Yeah, Shinya Tsukamoto, also an actor, and he is in a the Martin Scorsese movie Silence. <laughs> so
0: one more. Isn't Tetsuo
1: a series? Like, aren't there mm-hmm. sequels? There's like five. Yeah. Okay.
0: So one more thing that I want to say about Tattoo at the Iron Man, uh, especially with the description of, um, you know, the, the the guy essentially really into body modification, uh, then haunting people who killed him. It is, and, and if this one makes it to the end, I'm sure that this is going to be something that we would spend a hefty amount of time discussing. It is such a fascinating way to bring in classic Asian horror tropes of, you know, hauntings and, uh, and, and it, it brings in more of a classic story into a very modern, very technical age and just the, the merging of the two, I feel like works in a way that a lot of other films that try to do similar things don't because it either leans too heavily into the, the classic and it makes some of the modern stuff feel like just window dressing or it leans too heavily into modern to where, um, to where the classic stuff almost feels out of place. So it is, um, yeah, it is. It is a fascinating film. All right. um, I really it's don't also want to vote a movie for this that, one. Uh,
1: I am afraid to watch.
0: <laughs> I, I really don't it's want to scary. vote this time. Don't be afraid. It's, um, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. Uh, all right. Long live. I'm ready to vote as soon as you all are.
1: Um, okay, wait one second. Um. Okay. I, yeah, okay. I know where I'm going with this.
0: All right, Dan. All right, I see that you're all typing. Looks like we're all good. Video rack attack.
1: Uh, Oh, oh, oh. oh, no, I've been defeated. Tetsuo has chopped down Ed
0: Wood. I thought for sure there was going to be a tie this time. I was almost counting on it.
1: Just me. I I really thought there was gonna be a tattoo. I was uh, fully prepared for
2: that. Wow. Well, I'm uh, feeling I feel less and less I'm getting. I'm feeling less less confident that a racer head is gonna make it out of the skull. So I need that <laughs> crazy black and white movie in there at some point.
1: And to be honest with you, I would love to never watch Eraserhead head again. So <laughs> I'm totally fine with. That. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. You're Nathan wrong, I did an Jerry. episode on it before you were on the show, Dad, and uh we talked about how
0: like yeah yeah but you know what we haven't done we've not talked about that with dan and or that is very true that's very true we've not talked about that since i've had two kids we only talked about that one when i had one and i would be very interested to see how the movie plays uh with how many years over the last few years have i not slept because of kids waking up so
1: the number of kids that i've I have, have not changed
0: since then. So <laughs> That's very true. All right. We only have three more pairings in round one. And... We're
1: blazing through it this time.
0: Uh, I don't know. Are right. we? I, I don't know. All right. So, uh, also, with there only being three more pairings in, in round one, um, if the... As, as far as the audience pick and the top-rated one, if the top-rated movie does not come out of the skull, then once the top rated ones of the audience that did come out of the skull loses that one would advance. So like if uh, I don't know how many um, don't know how many audience picks have come out, but like if the third (coughs) highest audience pick is the highest one that's made it out of the skull, then that one would be the, uh, the top one that auto advances.
1: So far, three have come out, and one has been defeated. Which is Tragedy of Macbeth.
0: Yeah, and that one was not the top-rated one. Uh, But (laughs) if the top-rated one does not end up coming out, if Tragedy of Macbeth were to be the next in line, then I would retroactively push that one forward. All right. So, up next, we have... Dan going up against Dan as Lehane uh, goes up against Polytechnique.
1: Ooh, wow. Those are some... Uh, <laughs> a awesome French film and, and a,
2: a French-Canadian film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these pairings are uh, very interesting. Alright, Lahane, which means hate, right? Yes. The, the, hate. A, the hate, yeah. How far you fall doesn't matter. It's how you land. <laughs> After a chaotic night of rioting in a marginal suburb of Paris, three young friends, Vince, Hubert, and Said, wander around unoccupied, waiting for news about the state of health of a mutual friend who has been seriously injured
2: when confronting the police. Lahane is the 1995 film directed by Mathieu Kassovitz. It is 98 minutes long with a rating of 4.4. 4.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, that is now the highest rated film.
0: One of the highest that we've had in all of our punch outs. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, All right. And then we have Polytechnique, a dramatization of the Montreal massacre of 1989, where several female engineering students were murdered by an unstable misogynist.
2: Polytechnique is a 2009 film directed by Denis Villeneuve. It is 77 minutes long with a rating of 3.6
0: so do you all see at this point why i put in fucking dead men don't wear plaid no <laughs> what are you talking about? yeah why he's to have,
1: to have some you sort voted of, against you voted against ed wood my friend okay, to I don't have
0: want to hear some it. sort of bright spot in what is shaping up to be a very very dark uh, <clears throat> uh holiday season but you know it makes sense because we're going monochrome for the holidays uh Jeez! all right dan you put both of these Mm -hmm. in here why
2: well this is actually very interesting that these two are paired up against one another because they are both rage-filled movies told from kind of different viewpoints LaHaine is about three young men during some french student riots who are on the run basically from the law throughout the entire film um trying to you know free their buddies, get their buddies free, get home safe. All that stuff that happens in riots. Um, and they are very, very angry young men, and not everything they do is good. but you're you're, you're kind of rooting for them. They're, they've got their anger is just. And then in Polytechnique, uh, we've got a school shooter, a very misogynistic school shooter who is targeting women as he rampages <coughs> through this campus. Uh, But the film is not told from his point of view at all. It's told from, uh, you know, the the survivor's viewpoint. Um, And despite the violence in the film, it is it is almost meditative. Whereas LaHaine is very propulsive. Um, Interesting two to go against one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both are just. Wonderful, wonderful films. LaHaine is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Polytechnique, I mean, it is obviously not one of Villeneuve's best films because that dude has cranked out some bangers in the past few years. But it's an interesting film that really starts to show the things he works for, especially where it's messing with the storytelling and a lot of uh, a lot of interesting narrative choices.
1: Man, Matthew, uh, Kasovitz who did Lahain, uh, went on to have a very short-lived Hollywood career. <laughs> he did <laughs> Gothica and Babylon AD.
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, and then something called The Crimson Rivers, and uh, not much. Oh, fun. Crimson Rivers is fucking
2: great.
1: Is it good? It's, it's got John Renault in it, though. That's yeah, that is cool.
2: a that is a sweet fucking detective film. That is really good. I've never even I heard feel, of this one. I feel like he just. Got, I think it was the thing that Renault did immediately after Godzilla, if I remember right. <laughs> so
1: uh, that might be it. It was two thousand that Crimson River came. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. like
2: mm-hmm. Ronin might have been right in there around that time too. But yeah. and um, also
1: but I, apparently he plays a character in uh The Fifth Element that Robert <laughs> has posted here. He says, "Give me the cash." <laughs> cash.
3: It's um, also yeah. der- like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, you, uh, we, we got. Crossed. I
2: was just Go say. Ahead. I think I the films he took in Hollywood were not ones that he probably would have chose to take. It was just not, oh. it, those were ones he got offered, so he took them. And
1: right, yeah. So okay. So I know. Who, yeah, he's in like Munich and Amelie, and uh, he's he's in some other like Luke Besson stuff. Mm. Uh, Valerian. Okay, wow, yeah, okay. I, I know, I remember him from Munich. That's so funny. Okay, cool. Interesting.
0: Yep. Uh, Corey, thoughts? Yes.
3: Um, Polytechnique has been on my Netflix um, want-to-watch list for about uh, five years now, <laughs> um, and I haven't gotten around to watching it because I don't feel that... Uh, I would recover uh, after a week. Um, on the other hand, though, I love Lane. Lane's like one of my favorite films of all time. It taught me a lot about like, just, um, it kind of was, it's kind of one of those films that when I watched it, I kind of felt um, kind of a cultural shift land on my shoulders where i learned a lot about um, other, other people and uh, you know, what other people are going through and, marginalization and uh you know class and everything like that and it really kind of was like one of those films that stuck with me for possibly more than a year you know because i just think about it every now and then and vincent castle in this movie is just absolutely like just, just powerhouse he's not so- chewing the scenery he's just like tearing it to shreds you know it's like one of those roles where he's just like insane where an actor is just out of the like off the rails um I do want to say, though, that Polytechnique, I, like Denis Villeneuve, or Villeneuve, I don't know, um, he, one thing that is is insane is how well he works with his cinematographers, because sometimes it just feels like he's the cinematographer in a way, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he just has such a great eye for direction that it blends so well with the cinematographer that it feels like everything is... The perfect puzzle piece. Yeah, he's and the guy who finally
1: some, got Deakins as Oscar. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> even even some of his weaker
3: films for me, still, they it still visually and and tonally fills that void of like, ooh, yeah, like you know, you just feel mm-hmm. like you can just like wrap up and be like, yeah, just take me away, he It
1: um, wouldn't surprise me if he'd pulled like a Corona or or something, and like became his own cinematographer at some point. You know, like. I agree. Try to do that.
3: I I'm think be... he could do it, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I, this is a uh, you know, this is kind of one of those ones where I feel like I've already kind of I know what I want um, because I've only seen one of them, but I do think that culturally relevant, uh, both of them are actually pretty culturally relevant, I think, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Um, we, I don't think we've had that yet tonight, but
0: yeah, well, the, the the skull of decisions knows how to uh, give us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it, and. <laughs> It, it has a way of finding pairings. It's like, yeah, I don't no, know, man. Things I got, are two, gonna work I got out like well. a
1: few things in here that haven't come out yet that I'm a little nervous about. Here. Oh, no, there's there's
0: plenty of things that it uh, that it keeps from us. The skull giveth yeah. and the skull taketh away. Both it of these takes, movies
2: It costs them. Awesome. There's a price to exactly. pay for its wisdom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Both of these movies sound very heavy and very difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. And yep. So the the struggle that I'm going through is which difficult which which kind of difficulty do I want to put myself through and um, I don't love either of my decisions, uh, but I've made one. All right. Any thoughts uh, Uh, before we vote?
1: I have none. I'm ready to go.
0: All right. Everyone got their votes locked in. Yep. All right. Video rack attack.
1: Uh oh man, I thought we were about to have a tie here again. All right, we got three for Lahane, one for
2: Polytechnique from Dan. I and I can't be mad because both were my choices. So Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to give Polytechnique at least one vote.
1: Yeah, I this is one I really want to see too, but I I think in my mind it was more just like I don't know if I can
2: handle watching a school shooting movie right it, now. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it, it my does deal. not shy away from it. It is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's where my thought was, especially with it being based on a real event. Like that's one of those things okay. where it's like I don't Sometimes I can watch those movies, and I think that those movies are certainly very important, and I think that um, I've definitely seen a lot of very dark, very brutal movies, so it's one of those things where I'm sure that if i ever watched it, I would appreciate the, the, the cinema of it, and I would think that it's a very important film and have lots of wonderful artistic things to say about it, but it's also one of those, like, I just... looking at some of the other things that we have in here I don't know if I can put myself through a based Mm -hmm. on a real story kind of uh, kind of brutal story so that's what I've been
1: wanting to watch Lehane for so long too I almost put it on a different punch out and I do not remember what other punch out it would have been eligible for right now
0: one crazy night
1: Um, no like one that we actually did oh I like
0: all right we have two pairings left in round one
2: uh, and none of our number one picks have gone yet. Oh God.
0: Yeah, no. Which is, <laughs> we'll, we'll
2: probably get one of those. But
0: uh... all right. Uh, did we just get one? Hey, we just got one of them. Yeah. Oh. Going up against a fourth pick. All right. Next up. We have Lenny. Okay, I'm
2: gonna go up against the one film I don't want it to go up against.
0: Dancing with Francis Ha. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right,
1: Lenny. Lenny said it. Hot honey did it. Together they shocked America. The story of a 1960s comic, Lenny Bruce, whose groundbreaking, no holds barred style. And social commentary was often deemed by the establishment as too obscene
2: for the public.
1: Lenny is the
2: 1974 film directed by Bob Fosse. It is 111 minutes long and has a rating of 3.8.
1: Justice for Bob Fosse. Uh, justice for uh, um a. All that jazz. That's what it is. All right, Fritha. An aspiring dancer moves to New York City and becomes caught up in a whirlwind of flighty fairweather friends, diminishing fortunes and career setbacks.
2: Francis, the 2012 film directed by Noah Baumbach with a rating uh sorry, it is 86 minutes long with a rating of 4.0. Roja.
0: All right. So, we've Dan, got you Lenny, added, which is a Dan pick. Yes, Dan. Why did you add Lenny?
2: Uh, because, uh, twofold, I fucking love Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce was one of the first comedians, uh, I ever remember hearing and just being like, dude, this, this dude is telling it. Uh, he was a big influence on a lot of comedians I grew up adoring, like Richard Pryor and, oh, Jesus, who else? Bill Hicks. Uh, and he's also an interesting case because he started, after a while, to get his so wrapped up in his legal troubles that his legal troubles became the comedy. And he almost kind of stopped being funny and just started rambling shit on stage. Um, and if we're going to have someone out here defending the First Amendment, I'd rather have it be Lenny than Elon Musk. So, uh, <laughs> Lenny. Elon Musk. Plus, again, justice for bob fossey for not having getting gotten anything picked of his so far uh
1: yeah despite my my valiant attempts yep in our musicals draft or fucking punch out we gotta stop saying draft
0: (laughs) i mean we were inspired uh by screen (laughs) drafts yes so it's true uh eric yes why'd you put in francis ha uh, because I have
1: not seen it I'm, I'm going to go on the record now and say this uh, but I <laughs> <Corey's> like what <laughs> um, but no I really like Noah Bombach. Uh, I love Greta Gerwig I um, watched the trailer for this movie and it just looks like this one looks like another one of those kind of fun picks but with a dash of you know like yeah. so so we talked earlier about how uh, we were not going to go anywhere near any Woody Allen movies um Woody Allen is a filmmaker who is like kind of a foundational uh you know, director for me that I, I really got into his films early, but now I just have a hard time with it. And I feel like this film is kind of the Woody Allen substitute that we'd get, uh, where it feels like it's a little bit in that that same kind of wheelhouse. Um and also uh I'm never gonna fall for modern love. So I'm
4: just <laughs>
1: that's uh i have not seen the movie but i've seen uh one particular sequence from the movie involving david bowie's modern love and uh it looks unbelievable and that's just a great song that should be in every movie um yeah
0: well i have not seen either of these either so i don't have much to add Mm. so Corey, what are some of your Um, thoughts yes eric
1: I was gonna say just one last thing. I was just gonna say, I'm so curious about this movie because it's the kind of thing where like when I look at the poster and and some of the stuff for it, like I can see how I could fall like it seems like the kind of thing that could easily be insufferable. Um, <laughs> but like all of the reviews and everything I've seen about this movie, everyone just like fawns over it and thinks it's unbelievable, and it's like I need to see this to. It, it like it feels like it could be totally in my wheelhouse or something that I would just completely bounce off of, I guess. And I assume that it will be something I just adore.
3: Um, you know, one thing about Francis Hall that I really enjoy is um, that it, uh, it it's about an hour and a half of a lot of just like talking. Boy, are people uh-huh. talking! Um, uh, and a lot of bitching, a lot of whining, uh, and then <laughs> kind of being... Something- later. And then kind of ends on like a little hopeful, a hopeful push. Um, This, this movie made me incredibly nostalgic for like uh, a life I've never had. Um, You (laughs) know, just, it it feels warm and it feels cozy and it honestly feels kind of optimistic in a way. Um, it, It, it's very, it's weird that it feels optimistic because you know, it's not like, it, it, it's kind of cynic, Like it's kind of a cynical movie. Like, Frances is a very, like, kind of wayward character who doesn't know where she's going in life and is just trying to fit in. And her friends are all kind of, like, moving on. And she feels left out. And I, I've felt that way uh, many a time in my life. And so, you know, you kind of connect. Like, I resonate with the character, but also at the same time, there's a, a a lot of optimism and a lot of hope that uh, this film pushes on you. So you know, in a way, it, it it's a it's a good kind it's kind of a really great like feel feel good watch. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that movie. I've not seen Lenny, um, but I do love Bob Fosse uh, and his legacy um, and everything that he stands for and my musical theater loving heart mm-hmm. um, and for that I'm grateful for him um, and I love Dustin Hoffman good lord yeah.
2: is he, is he is awesome one of best performances and this this is a, for the longest time it was just such a hard film to track down mm. even physical copies of it there, there are This should be in the Criterion Collection. It, it just absolutely fucking should be. I can't believe it it's seems not. like a film. Is it
1: really
3: not? Yeah, it
2: seems oh. like a film that should be there. Yeah. Well, it's on the channel all the time. Oh, okay, um, okay. It should, it should be in there. And it's interesting because while this is not a musical film, the way that he stages some of the Lenny Bruce performances are are very stage driven. You know, they're. I mean. They're,
3: his whole his whole entire like legacy that he is 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 how he shaped the way modern musical choreography is done. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I, I don't I don't I really want to see this movie now because I feel like I would just love watching someone who is known mostly for their dance choreography directing actors in a non musical and dance film. And I think that would be so interesting to watch. What a what a unique pairing. Um <laughs> it's on Amazon and Tubi, so I might check it out. Gonna
1: end yeah i i really i almost if you hadn't picked lenny i i'm i was strongly considering as one of the movies that i was going to uh to put on here because i really i really want to watch it. it's another one i haven't seen um but but yeah i love bob bossy um and i'm i'm so curious to see what because this is i guess this is the only non-like musical film he did, other than Star Eighty, <laughs> I believe. Uh, um, let's
3: see. There's all that jazz cabaret, Star Sweet, Eighty, Sweet Charity, Sweet Charity, and Liza with a Z. Liza with a Z, yeah.
1: So okay, yeah. <clears throat> um, and Star Eighty is one of those movies that I feel like I will probably never watch because it seems like it is too aggressively unpleasant. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and Lenny, of course. Like I'm, I'm, am really into stand up, and uh, particularly stories that are about like First Amendment issues. Like that's so fascinating to me. Uh, yeah, this is another another tough matchup.
0: Well, wow. um, do you have your mind made up?
1: I just saw.
3: I, think I just so. saw this that Bob Bossie won an untouched eight Tony Awards for choreography, and one mm-hmm. for
1: directing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Paul Fosse rules. Uh well I mean he, he, does. He, had some, he had he had his issues, but you know. Yeah. His his art uh is undeniable. A truly singular artist.
0: All right. Does everyone have their votes locked in?
1: Yes we do. I think so. No. Yes, all right, I'm ready.
0: Alright. Corey, are you locked in? Yep, I'm good. Alright. Video rack attack.
1: Oh, oh wow! Uh, okay, I was not expecting this. Uh, Lenny, in a three to one vote, has beat Francis Haw. Corey, where? You, what? What, what <laughs> gives, man? Such a my back. Like, I, like I've only seen Francis
3: Haw once, um, and I don't, I don't think I'll watch it again. Even though it made me feel warm and, and optimistic about the rest of my life, um, but there is no, there is no denying the Hoff man.
2: Yeah. Man, Lenny will not
3: make you feel warm and optimistic.
1: Nathan, no. you're you're sitting here complaining <laughs> about how dark all these movies are, and you're voting for a dark movie. What's what gives, man? <sighs> all right, look, look. I got one other horse in this race. I was about
0: to say, are you going? I was about to say, are you going to use a chaos card for Francis Ha? <laughs> I
2: mean, I
1: mean i really want to um damn well you know what surely to god we'll get some greta gerwig representation in a few months with our women directed films draft uh I keep draft damn it uh punch out um i'm going to hang on all to right. my chaos part. i'm disappointed
0: all right well. Robert telling me not
1: to do it too i I got another movie that I'm I'm gonna pull for. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, all right, we're good.
0: Um,
1: God, I had a feeling this would happen. I, so I think it was gonna be a
0: big one. Oh man, I am um not happy with the things that did not come out of the skull.
1: Oh, that means I might be happy with the things that did come out of the skull.
0: Because in our last pairing in round one, we have Persepolis against History of the Occult. Damn
1: it. Oh. Okay, I mean, I'm not mad about, it, about those movies coming out, but I'm mad about what didn't come out. Uh, okay, well, all right. I guess I need to do my job here.
0: Yes, you oh, do. Oh man,
1: I got all, I got into really? IMDb and all kinds of stuff. I got to get back in a letterbox. Hold on, it's going to take me a second. I <laughs> I'm on <not> a rabbit <laughs> rabbit hole here. Um. Okay, oh. here we go. Okay. So, uh, Persepolis is first, right? Yes. Persepolis, <laughs> um, which is this movie? Okay, in nineteen seventies Iran, Marjane, Margie. Statrapi watches events through her young eyes and her idealistic family of a long dream being fulfilled of the hated Shah's defeat in the Iranian revolution of 1979. However, as Margie grows up, she witnesses firsthand how the new Iran, now ruled by Islamic fundamentalists, has become a repressive tyranny on its own. I wonder if that was one of those translated things. It seems kind of weird. Uh simple, is the
2: 2007 animated film, our first animated mm. film. Directed by Vincent paranod and Marjane Satrapi. It is 95 minutes long with a rating of
1: 4.1. All right. And then we have History of the Occult. Um, future is over. That's the tagline. During the last broadcast of 60 Minutes Before Midnight, the most watched journalistic program on television, Adrian uh, Mercado, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong, could expose a conspiracy and link the government to an obscure secret society.
2: History of the Occult is the newest film left in our our thing. It is a 2020 film directed by Christian Ponce, 82 minutes long with a rating of 3.8.
1: Well, Robert, congratulations. History of the Occult (laughs) came out.
0: Uh, so, uh, Eric, yes let's start sir. with Persepolis, because you put that into the skull.
1: I Why? sure did. Um, yeah, Persepolis, another movie I have not seen, uh, but I've been meaning to for a while. Uh, it's animated, which was kind of a big factor. I really wanted to get some variety, and I thought that would be cool. Um, it is uh, very heavily into Iranian politics, which is a very interesting angle. Um, I have... or oh, both. Yeah, so Robert is pointing out, too, that the film is not entirely in black and white. Um, Persepolis is not entirely in black and white, uh, but I'm not sure about History of the Occult. It might be. It's one of those movies that kind of does like what Sin City does, where it has splashes of color periodically through it, but is predominantly black and white. So I think that that, that was allowable.
0: Yeah, that was allowable with uh, as we were coming up with what the what the criteria were. Um, it had to be predominantly black and white. If something had flashes of color, or even if they were entire sequences of color, as long as it was, you know, uh, the the vast majority of the movie is in black and white. So, like, you can't do something. That, we didn't pick any movies that just had like a black and white flashback scene, or even something like um, uh, Pleasantville, which starts out black and white but then goes full color. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but I feel like more of the movie was in color than black and white. So that one didn't make it either. So, yeah, it's, it's fine if there are elements of color. Uh, it just has to be predominantly black and white.
1: Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, Persepolis. Now, History of the Occult. Actually, I think I also put this in, didn't I?
0: Uh, it was an audience pick, but I think that it was an audience pick, but I think I put it in the poll. You put it in the poll,
1: uh, yeah, I put it because Robert told me to. (laughs) Uh, He threatened me, he said if I didn't uh, do it, then he would murder me. Uh, but no, I watched a trailer for this and it looks incredible. Um, it, I think it was also kind of a factor in why I didn't put in good night and good luck, which is kind of weird because they don't, they're not super similar. Um, but it is a, uh, the The fact that this movie kind of centered around like a sixty minutes broadcast and has a little bit of that like a uh, mass communication broadcast media styling to it, I was like, ah, well, okay, I'll take out this one instead. Uh, I was also trying to make room for other things. Um, yeah, no, the trailer for this looks incredible. It's like a, a Lovecraftian horror film. Um, it's it's one of those things where like every single shot that popped up in the trailer I was like oh this is ticking a lot of the boxes of things that I love in a movie Um, and yeah I wanted to give give a this is kind of like the Rocky of this uh, punch out where it's like I want to give give a little guy a chance to uh, you know make it to the top even though this is like you know of course it was one of the audience picks which is still weird to me (laughs) Um, it felt like a fun underdog kind of story where it could squeak by and we could uh you know, give give something that otherwise wouldn't... Uh, give a little love to something that's maybe Oof. a little underloved.
0: Yeah. So I've seen Persepolis, uh, and and it, it is a really solid film. Uh, it's based off of the graphic novel of the same name. And right, And it yeah. is, like... It, it is almost a page-to-screen. Like, it, <laughs> it, it it looks like you are watching the graphic novel, um, which I really appreciate, because that is taking so much of the art of the novel. And if you're going to do it animated you know like i in my opinion it needs to maintain the art of the source material um just because you know if 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 you're animating it and you're using art why get a completely different art style to to tell the same story if it was going from animated to live action obviously that's different um but but yeah it it is like watching the the graphic novel um it's it it, it tells a very personal story and it is a very solid film. Um, It also, you know, it's, it's like a memoir. And so there are some narrative gaps because sometimes people are just like, this was me in college. And then this thing happened five years later. So it doesn't necessarily uh, follow a lot of the same uh, narrative structure that you would expect in a lot of films. But um, yeah, it is still very, very solid Uh, history of they called. I have not seen but uh, it sounds fascinating.
3: I don't think the history of the occult is in the U.S. yet.
0: So, so I we might just, not even be able to watch it, is what you're saying?
3: I, w- I was just reading a review on it, and one of the reviews was from November 13th of this year, and it said, I'm finally glad that U.S. audiences are about to be able to watch this movie because
1: it's very good. So, Oh, interesting. Okay. Hold on. I don't even know. It if would it's be really hilarious if we could if we put this in and we could not watch. Uh, it is available can, to can be rented on Apple and Vudu. Okay, right okay, okay. It okay. can it can cool,
3: be rented. Cool, cool. Okay, good. Excellent, because I really want to see it. I just watched the trailer. It looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, it looks really, really incredible. Also, I didn't even realize this, but the so Persepolis, um, the 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 main character of Margie, you you were talking about how it's a biopic. Um, the, the person it's based on also co directed the film, like she wrote the comic and then she co directed the film, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, that's
0: yeah, it is, it very is a very personal story. Uh, she also co wrote right. the film,
1: too. Yeah, yeah, she co wrote it, co directed. Um, oh man, I was really pulling for Persepolis, and I'm not sure how this is gonna go now.
0: Yep. Uh, does anyone else have any additional thoughts before we vote? Uh,
1: uh My only thought is, uh, I hate that we do this every, I always look, I Mm -hmm. always get so excited about these stupid fucking things. And then every, we get in here and I'm just like, (laughs) Nope, don't like it. Not fun.
0: I just love the fact that we have started subjecting ourselves to this hell every single month, sometimes twice a month when we do our theme punch outs, rather than just like doing something simple. Like, Hey guys, uh, let's just, you know, rotate the order of who picks the theme and then we just each make a pick because uh, that would be so much more simple. I
1: know our, our motto is like we take movies seriously but not ourselves, but I feel like the secondary motto of this podcast is we make things overly convoluted. Um, <laughs> that's that's part of us not taking ourselves serious seriously.
0: Simple. Yes. Uh, all all right. right.
1: I am. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm,
0: I'm ready. Dan, Corey, you all locked in? Set. Yep. Yeah. All right. Video rack attack.
1: Oh, aw, oh, Dan. I wish I had known. Well, right, well, this
2: one, this one was more strategy because I have the strangest fucking feeling that History of the Cult is the number one audience pick.
1: Oh man, that's a good point. So yeah, History so of the I was Cult just to make, one. <laughs> I was
2: trying to make it use as advance as early as possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well uh yeah so dan voted for persepolis the rest of us voted for history of the occult i like where dan's head is at i wasn't thinking Yeah, really. i actually
2: want to see history of the occult more but i don't want history of the occult to lose in the next round only to be advanced because it's the number one audience pick
1: yeah <laughs> uh-huh, okay interesting <laughs> nathan what do
2: you do oh i, thought I, you I could like, be I'm wrong on that. that i could be wrong but i mean i just how have many- that
0: feeling deal- So, how many audience picks uh, have moved forward? Three audience Um, picks.
1: Three of them. Young Frankenstein did not make it out of the skull. R.I.P. Wow. Um, Yeah. So. And then, yeah, Raging Bull and Roma and History of the Occult now are advancing. Yeah. So. And Macbeth was defeated
0: in battle. Alright, so before moving into round two, let's talk just very briefly about the uh, picks that did not make it out of the skull. Wings of Desire, Young Frankenstein, A Field in England, and Eraserhead.
1: <sighs>
0: I'm very, very, very sad that three of these four movies did not get out of the skull.
1: <laughs> Which <laughs> is the one that you're not sad about.
0: Wings of Desire.
1: Yeah, that's the one I'm oh. most sad is not, <laughs> not made it
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sure... That Wings of Desire is great. I've I just I've not seen it, and I don't know that much about it, so I'm not as invested in it. Uh, Here's what you need
1: to know: it's yes. it was remade as City of Angels, okay. starring Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Okay, um, and it is also it, listen. If Wings of Desire didn't exist, then we would never have gotten Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls okay so, like,
0: so i'm very sad that three of these movies did not make it out of the skull
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly the greatest contribution to cinema of all time so
0: oh, um so yeah i i'm very I, god okay young, yeah, frankenstein, young frankenstein i i adore that movie it is mm-hmm. one of if not my most favorite mel brooks movies it is probably the best mel brooks movie it is hilarious. It is uh, mm. such a, a such a great uh, Universal Monsters movie uh, <laughs> without it being a Universal Monsters movie. it It is just it's so good. It's one of Gene Wilder's best. I, I adore it so much. I mean, there's a reason uh, at the beginning of this episode when I was like, oh, crap, I need to very quickly come up with some trivia. The first thing that I went to is uh, some quasi not super obscure, but you know, the the first thing that I went to for trivia questions was Young Frankenstein, because it's at the top of my mind. The the fact that we have a black and white post sixty six uh punch out where young Frankenstein is not in the running, it hurts me. Yeah, same. If we if didn't
1: get any fun movies, guys. Like we had
0: a chance to have a fun movie. We had many chances. If if I had three chaos cards, <sighs> I would absolutely be using three to bring in Young Frankenstein, like <laughs> earlier when you were like, "Dude, why aren't you using it on Dead Don't Wear Plaid?" Uh, young Frankenstein <laughs> was why.
2: And and guys, law uh, is fun. <laughs> Sorry, it is.
0: Uh, <laughs> eh. I mean, it it sounds. I think that of all of these will have elements of uh, enjoyment and humor, but. Young Frankenstein. It just it warms my soul. Uh, so I'm I'm super sad that it didn't make it out of the skull. And then uh, Field in England. Um, I I love Ben. Wheatley's I love films. that movie.
3: I've it it, is
0: good. I've not had a chance to see it yet, but I love Ben Wheatley's other films, and so it's just
1: it's
2: uh, good.
0: Yeah, it's dope. I'm. I, love I feel like Hulk. so
1: many mistakes were made here.
2: I started I this Hulk with
1: Hulk. like four out of. Four of the five audience picks were my movies. I'm sorry. I just interrupted a field in England. Talking. No, I'm, no, it's I'm
0: fine. A- it's just, I, I've, I've not seen it, but I love his other films. It's one that, uh, yeah, I, I think had a chance to, to probably make it to the end and, and sadly uh-huh. we'll never know. Uh, and then a racer head and, and, uh, wings of desire, which we, we've done an episode on a before, but Dan, you put a racer head in. What are your thoughts on that one? Not making out of the skull.
2: Uh, i'm bummed but at least we have tetsuo so we have just the really weird bizarre freaky black and white film yeah. that is unlike anything else so at least the, that particular subgenre
0: is still alive Well, then i am glad that uh, that i added it uh and eric you've already said a little bit about wings of desire Corey, any thoughts about those four that did not make it
3: Yeah, I mean, I was really hoping that A Field in England would come up. I really love folk horror, and folk horror kind of these days is, I feel like, a little bit underrepresented. So that one would have been cool to see come through, and especially since it's such an interesting film that is kind of um, a little bit of a departure from normal folk horror that we've seen these days, Um, especially the last, like, 10 years. or I don't even know. Was it, like, 2012 or something like that? I think Uh, that film
1: yeah, it's like a decade. 12 or 13.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I, I just really would have loved to see that one and talk about it and kind of spout my love for the the occult genre of films kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013.
1: Okay. So 11. Yeah, it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, super yeah. sad that. Ben day. Wheatley rules truth
3: I wasn't really I didn't really like his newest film um, but I do like Ben Wheatley a lot
1: Uh, is that like in the earth is that was that his new it was like yeah in the
3: earth yeah it was a really it was very stressful to watch but there was no payoff really (laughs) so it was kind of like (laughs) Uh,
1: it was very stressful to watch is a good description for most of his movies
3: yeah that's true actually yeah (laughs) that's not saying anything new
0: all right. So going into round two, the eight films in The Skull of Decisions are Down by Law, Roma, The Man Who Wasn't There, Raging Bull, Tattoo of the Iron Man, Lehane, Lenny, and History of the Occult. Wow. This did not go the way I expected at all. Such, such a bizarre uh, list of movies that I love. Super excited about all of these. All right.
1: Very masculine.
0: Very. um, Other than one, I'm I'm sure that there are some uh, some central themes that will emerge in the final three that we can discuss a little bit more when we actually get into that. All right, so first up in round two, we have the man who wasn't there going up against Down by Law.
1: Dan, how are you feeling about this one?
2: (laughs) I don't hate the matchup, honestly. Okay, okay.
0: All right. So since we've already gone through and uh, we've given all of the stats on all of these movies, we're obviously not going to go through and reread all of those things. Uh, So round two and round three and then our chaos round. uh, Basically, checking to see if there is any discussion prior to voting. And then we vote and then give some of our reasoning why. So before we vote, any discussion on man who wasn't there versus down by law?
1: I'm good actually. I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm really ready to vote. Yeah, uh, still, let's All power right. through.
0: So, uh, video rack attack.
1: Oh man, look at that Whew. clean sweep. Yeah. For, for a man who wasn't there, he sure is here, guys. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that really dumb joke. Robert said, this place is smooth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome,
1: my friend. Uh, yeah, that went about the way I expected. Here's the thing, guys. I didn't want to say this earlier. I do not like Down by Law. I'm sorry, <laughs> <Dan>. oh. <laughs> I watched this movie at class one time, and I was like, this is... I'm, I am so bored by most of it. I love the cast. There's some fun moments in it. Um, I really don't remember it. I just remember being kind of disappointed by it. Um, oh, I think you need to. Yeah, I think you owe yourself a rewatch. I feel like if I watch it again, I would, I might appreciate it more. Um, but I might be another one of these guys, uh, another one of these, uh, like Robert and Corey here, where it's like, I don't know if Jim Jarmish is my wavelength. Yeah. Uh,
0: but that's, that's fair. Which I ha- I, I, haven't seen, I
1: haven't seen very much yeah. of his movies. Like, I've, I feel like I would probably really enjoy something like Patterson or... Uh, you would
2: love Ghost Dog. Or
1: Ghost Dog, yeah. Or uh, Okay, I do love cigarettes. Ghost <laughs> Dogs.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Ghost Dog. That's the first movie right?
1: I ever like, remember hearing about. But, uh, and yeah,
2: Forrest Whitaker, he's great. He yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh,
0: all right, next up. If that
2: had been in Black and White, it would have been here. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can just uh, desaturate your TV. All right. Next up, we have Lehane versus History of the Occult.
1: Uh, Okay. Sorry, I need to mark off these. Down by Law was taken out. Lehane versus History of the Occult. This is a very interesting matchup. Just kidding. No, I know what I'm voting for. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Oh, before we move on, I just want to say um, uh, yeah, glad that man who wasn't there had a clean sweep. That's...
1: That so was like, pretty cool. Yeah, much
0: like Robert, this pleases me.
1: Not very right. many ties. We've only had one tie so far, right? Yeah, so pretty far new. we yeah. had we had to use one the of the tiebreakers. was the first one. That's insane.
0: We had yeah. to use one of the tiebreakers for uh for who was going to pick first, and then uh the, yeah, and then the other one. All right, uh, video rack attack.
1: <laughs> oh, oh oh oh! We, oh. we got to tie. We got tie. Corey and Dan are on Team Lahane. Nathan and I history of the occult you
0: know what this means this means that unless either Corey or Dan uh, change oh, their minds no. Lahane is moving okay. forward because Eric both you and I are out of the uh, skull of fate as of right now <laughs> <laughs> and the decision is Dan's Dan oh, what are we covering? Lahane Lahane here it comes yep History of the Cult is the top audience oh, pick.
2: Good. See, okay. Good. This is why I wanted to do it last round. <sighs> good job. Good job, Dan.
0: Not only is it the top audience pick, every single person that voted gave History of the Cult a five. It had an average rating of five. Wow, which yeah. almost never
1: happens.
3: <laughs> well, I hate it for them. Moving on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, here's here's the other thing that I was really really upset about. Uh, Young Frankenstein was the second highest film. So, Uh-oh, if History did, of the Occult old. hadn't come out, then uh, then yeah, um, then that one would be, would be all right. That's so too bad. Audience. Well, it's okay. Young Frankenstein will return. Of course, it will.
1: Just put that at the end of the credits. Oh, Young Frankenstein will return in a subsequent punch out.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. this means we're gonna have five in the top four. What?
1: <laughs> oh, it's being. Oh, it's being pushed to the. But, I thought it was being pushed to the chaos round.
0: Oh, oh. Uh, um, yep, sure. I don't chaos. know how this shit yep. works anymore. <laughs> 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 I make up the rules as we go. Sometimes. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, it is in the chaos round. What's happening all right next up we have raging bull going up again why do we do this to ourselves raging bull versus tattoo of the iron man oh i knew it i knew it i knew it (laughs) (gasps)
1: <gasps> uh that's so funny. Why? It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> imagine, I'm trying to, now I'm imagining a crossover movie. Like, I'm trying to imagine these two movies shunting uh, <laughs> and, like, Jake Lamotta, like, trying to punch Tetsuo the Iron Man and just, like, getting his, like, fist destroyed. <laughs> oh, by that's All manner
2: of mechanical. That's uh, so not well, what the Iron Man is yeah as Tetsuo gets uh he'd only be lucky if it was his fist that got destroyed <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah Eric you really need to watch uh, Tetsuo. Oh, I know
1: I know he has a drill dig
0: regardless um, of what happens
1: I know I know he's got oh i mean it's I didn't know it was only an hour long too that's kind of cool I, I yeah.
0: it. all right
3: I think
1: we should keep I think we should keep
3: in mind the uh uh the cultural significance of uh, our foreign films here um
1: <laughs> and- we did just knock out one foreign I mean listen. I predict that at least one foreign film is going to go the distance. We will see which.
0: Um, I mean, maybe two, maybe
1: two. We'll see.
0: All right. Oh, uh, I'm ready to vote. Y'all ready to vote?
2: Uh, yeah. Please. Ready.
0: Okay. Here we go. Video wreck attack.
1: Oh, we yes. have another.
0: Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> and. You, you know what that means it means that Corey gets to decide which one is moving forward
1: Tetsuo Corey what do you think you? Yeah. well listen here's what I mean Martin Scorsese would agree with you since he put the fucking director of this movie in one of his movies
0: oh, uh, wow so Dan
2: you have two chaos cards
0: Eric Dan yeah
2: i say fuck chaos uh <laughs>
0: Dan, are you moving it uh, into round three or into chaos? Into the,
2: the chaos. Yeah, that's Into so the yeah, chaos. Right. Oh
0: man! Wow.
1: Which now means raging bull and uh, history of the occult are going, or in, or at least those two for now are the. Are, oh man, uh, this is this is getting this is getting wild. Okay. Now,
0: here's something else for you to consider, Eric. Uh huh. As of right now. There will be four in the chaos bracket. Correct. Yes. If you want to better the chances of Raging bull, <laughs> you will need to use a chaos card to knock the two losers of the top four out.
1: Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, that's Anywhere all. Of this. Just, just saying. Yeah, depending on how this next vote goes, I might I'm well, do it. We'll uh,
0: this <laughs> next one is Roma versus the last one that I don't remember. Roma versus Lenny. Lenny. Oof. hmm
1: yeah, uh, um, oh in, I'm actually not sure how this one's going to go.
0: All of the, um, all of the, uh, the tiebreakers are going back in. So if there's another tie, fate will the, decide yeah. who gets to pick.
1: It's not going to be a foregone conclusion. Nope. Nathan forcing me to be a tiebreaker for a fucking trivia round.
0: <laughs> hey. this is. is, is Eric, this
2: what's going to be interesting is Eric going to vote down a Bob Fosse film?
0: Mm, that's a very <laughs> yeah. good
2: question.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess we'll see
0: how this goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all set. I. 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 Uh, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Video yep. rack oh. attack. Oh my god. Oh, oh another
1: we have tie. another tie. This time Corey and I are Team Roma. And Nathan and Dan are Lenny. Oh god, please don't make me. <laughs> please don't make me. <laughs> Why do we do this?
0: Please don't make me do this. Okay. <clears throat> and the person deciding is Dan.
2: Oh Letty.
0: <laughs> Guys, do you want to use do you want
1: to use one of your, <laughs> your chaos cards for Roma? Corey has one. Ask him
3: first. I do have a chaos card, but I'm not gonna chaos. use it for Roma.
1: God damn it. Okay. This is just really not not going well for me. <laughs> um, how long is Lenny? I don't know. How? Oh, Jesus Christ, guys! I so once Wings of Desire was knocked out, I was like, "All right, fine, I'm all in on Roma." Then this will be my this will be my 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 guy. All
3: right, Roma. well,
0: this, this is the hill that you're gonna
1: die. This on. is the only female-led film that is left, by the way. You sexist pigs.
2: Um, <laughs> what? Lenny might not be female-led, but it has a very strong and important female
1: role. Yeah, whatever you gotta say to make yourself feel better. Um,
2: how dare you <laughs> speak about Francis McDormand <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> Eric, do you want to use your one and only chaos card to advance Roma? Uh, so we have... If so, it would be History of the Occult, Raging Bull, and Roma. Um... Which, I mean, to be fair... Those are three really solid films. We're, we, you can't go wrong with whatever we get in the chaos bracket.
1: God damn it. I really want to hold on to one of these. I really want... Mm.
0: Here's, okay, here's, here's the other thing to think about, Eric.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> as of right now, <clears throat> as of right now, the top four movies moving into the uh, round three. Oh, yeah, I know. The Man Who Wasn't There, Lehane, Tetsuo <laughs> the Iron Man, and Lenny. So, whichever two of those lose in round three, if you do not use your chaos card, right? Yeah, go into the chaos bracket. Which means yeah, it is possible that the two losers of round three would be the two that are drawn in the chaos round. Mm-hmm, With mm-hmm. the man who wasn't there, Lahane, Tatsuo, and Lenny. Do you, I mean, fuck how, it.
1: You know what? I'm never going to I'm never going to hang on to these things anyway. I'm using my chaos card. Ooh. <laughs> Robert Robert's been put, posting gifts of this movie in our chat and that kind of like immediately I'm like looking at this movie and just thinking I need to talk about it. I love our chaos bracket. I fucking love our chaos bracket. Uh So and- yeah, our chaos bracket is now History of the Occult, Roma and Raging Bull, which are the three audience picks. <laughs> <laughs> so only one audience pick is making it to the end of this thing.
0: Oh, uh, wow. All right. Okay. All right. Moving. Here's
1: the thing, though, about this, Robert, is that it could be Roma versus History of the Occult. I don't know.
0: But, I mean, would would you be upset with either of those?
1: No, but it's just a, t- it's a tough choice.
0: All right. All uh, right. okay all right i'm stalling because in the, the first time in this entire punch out tonight i'm a little nervous of what the pairing is going to be
1: yeah uh there's one pairing i really hope we don't get
0: there there is one pairing i really hope we don't get oh god all right so in round three we have lenny Going up against the man who wasn't there.
1: Oh, that's exactly the pairing I did not want to get.
0: Yeah, that's, oh. uh,
1: yeah. I I'm so upset right now.
0: All right. Any I mean, discussion I... before we vote?
1: Uh, no, no. Um, I'm I'm ready to go. If you guys are,
0: I- all right. Ready? Um, Yeah. All right. Video rack attack.
1: Oh, oh no. Oh. We have another time. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan and I are aligned this time yeah. with the man who wasn't there. Dan and Corey. Who made the choice Lenny. last time? Nathan, here's the thing, though. Oh. We have a better chance.
0: Dan. Getting,
1: I swear to God. Guys give me one give me one
2: Here's, <laughs> Roma out there you still have Roma out there no,
1: I mean that's a long
2: shot
0: Here's the thing that I am debating.
1: oh Uh-oh, what are we debating
0: Do I want to use a chaos card to ensure that the man who wasn't there advances?
1: Can you not just do that if it loses?
0: No. So remember at the start of the episode, I said the, the standard rules of chaos cards where if one loses, you can use it to advance. But if we oh, have yeah. a tie, one of yeah. us can use our chaos card to pick the winner. Uh-huh. So we wouldn't have to go to the skull of fate. So I can either you. this is round three. This is the top four. Yeah, I'm using one. We were talking about a man who wasn't there. Yeah, but it might not even be drawn. Ugh, oh, no, Nathan. no, no, dude. This is the this is the round four. So this means we are definitely going to talk about the man who wasn't there. Sorry, it's round three. It's the top four. Oh, I, I thought no, you I, meant no, like no, you no, know, no, you no. Know. I'm use, so in in the case of a tie. To to a chaos bracket. I can no in the case of a tie. See, so, see, so that's why I said things at the start of the episode <laughs> to make sure that there wasn't uh, any possibility of me making up rules just to get what I want. At the start of the episode, I said we can if there is a tie. This, before going to the skull of fate to randomly pick who gets to make the decision, uh-huh. we can use a chaos card to do that. So, Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So, so I'm a, using yeah, my great, chaos right. card. Okay.
2: If you're very lucky. You did. Cause I was playing it cool. I was totally throwing the chaos, my last remaining chaos card. If you, if you went to the, the skull.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And so it was like, oh. I no I, Lenny sounds amazing. God, so really many of my other picks have lost. No, I'm I am using a chaos card. Um.
1: Okay, yes, I'm I'm glad you reminded me of that. So whenever you mentioned that too, the whenever I, like I've been thinking about it this whole time, and I was like, I don't see why anybody would do that if you could just wait and see. This is why. Chaos it later, but and now it makes sense. It's, it's to it
0: if there is a this. pick that is important enough that like it matters. That it's like no, we 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 have to do that one. <sighs> so all right so yeah, lenny, yeah i'm i'm very sorry dan lenny sounds wonderful and amazing hey
2: yeah. had a good run the, okay here's the other I'm, thing
0: man who wasn't there was I'm the only and i'm not upset i
2: love the man who wasn't there yeah it's, a it's damn the fine film. it's was... the
0: only pick this entire punch out that had a clean sweep so yeah. i'm gonna get, uh, I'm
2: gonna get to my favorite lines in the movie when we talk about
0: it so <laughs> which means uh, man... that uh the the final pairing in our top four is Lahane versus Tetsuo the Iron Man.
1: I'm good to go. This is actually, I'm not sure what to do here. This is interesting because Corey, this is one. These are ones that you you've seen both of these, right? Like you like both yeah, of these yeah, a lot.
3: I do. I do love both of these a lot. I already have my mind made up though.
1: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Well, we've uh, really jinxed ourselves by saying we haven't had many times. I know. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. All
0: right, I'm I'm ready. Uh, video rack attack.
1: Oh, oh for fuck's sake.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We have another tie. Dan and I are lahaning together. I lahained this fucking. <laughs> do,
3: you, do you
1: know what? Do you know what? Tom, you want to think what what
3: time it is?
2: Is it
0: cast time?
3: I can, can I use my card
0: on this one? Oh yeah, you can use you, it to to do the tiebreaker.
3: Yeah, I want to use it on
1: Tetsuo.
0: Okay, Ooh.
1: so here's the other thing. What if two people wanted to use their card to break a tie?
0: Um, then both I of think you. It goes,
2: <laughs> it goes what? I think it would go to the skull.
0: Yeah, but, but then it it would uh it would cancel out. Like both both chaos cards would be used, and then it would go to mm-hmm. the skull.
2: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you can each other. Yeah.
0: So. And I thought
2: about that, but then I was like, but then it's only a 33% chance that you get drawn, Eric. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, this is (sighs) absolutely insane. Okay, so we now have the man who wasn't there, Tetsuo. Two wildly different movies.
0: Oh, my God. I. I. I never thought Tetsuo would make it to the end. I almost didn't put it in. Nathan, you must be giddy
1: as hell right now. You These have were like no two... idea. You have. You never, you never get a good sweep like this.
0: <laughs> there have been so many ties. Oh, man. This is... I, I love the drama. All right. So this means that uh, we are definitely talking the man who wasn't there and Tetsuo. <laughs> uh so before my we, main mission
3: has been accomplished <laughs> so
0: before we move into the chaos bracket to vote on uh roma raging bull and history of the occult got so much chaos in the last uh several pairings uh, we vote between man who wasn't there and tetsuo of which one we cover first and which one we cover last the winner is what we cover last with the whole you know save the best for last thing doesn't necessarily mean that it is the better film, but that's just uh, the the way that we've structured things to to have some sort of um, cohesion between episodes. So between Tetsuo and...
2: I want to point this out quick too about Tetsuo because this just shows how wacky this fucking film is. It's streaming on both Shudder and the Criterion channel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rules. All
0: right. So... um, so yeah, the the loser of this pairing will be the first one that we cover. The mm-hmm. winner will be the last one that we cover. Yep. All right, they're both being covered. Just which one are we covering last? All right. Uh, you already. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, video rack attack. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: So uh, three to one, man who wasn't there. Keeping that clean sweep alive. No. Nope. Uh, Corey, you didn't almost, vote for Tetsuo.
0: Almost a clean sweep.
1: Hmm. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So uh, part of my reasoning for that is again <clears throat> coming out of the Korean cinema. Um, uh, I, I feel like that is a a nice uh, a, a nice bridge from <laughs> Asian cinema into black cinema. It's a nice and
1: transition out of handmade out of the handmaiden, which has some Japanese <laughs> uh, cultural touchstones in it it
0: mm-hmm. also means that we will be leading into january with a noir film so it, you know it, i'm i'm sure we're going to end up at least posting it in january if not recording it in january so <laughs> there's almost a, a, t- a tiny glimpse of Jan noir airy so <laughs> sure I'm honest to god that was part of my reason <laughs> whatever you say Nathan. All right. mm, that is what uh, i say so I was for
1: just so I could watch the man. he wasn't there first. It's instead of having to wait.
0: I mean, you can but, you can watch it.
1: Well, I, I like to watch it close. To sure.
0: Just watch I it like twice. Watch I, I have I a feeling. Forget I, forget, I have I a feeling that after you watch it, you're going to sit with it for about a week and then say, I need to watch it again.
1: It's also one of the only Coen Brothers movies I haven't seen. So like, I'm pretty excited about knocking that one. I like scratching that one off the list.
0: All right, so in the chaos bracket, oh, come on. Roma and Raging Bull and History of the Occult are the three options. So, yes. All right, let's mix these around a little bit. And then, Dan, one, two, or three? Three. Eric one or two yes one or two one. one and then this one goes over there so in the chaos bracket Dan is going to be happy and then okay. is Eric going to be happy or is Robert going to be happy
1: Robert right. will be happy if I'm happy, so.
0: Um, but you won't be happy if Robert's happy, because in the chaos bracket we have History of the Occult going up against Raging Bull. Mm. Wow.
2: Oddly enough, of the films, none, of, neither of these are the ones I would have voted for. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we. I felt like we. Need- Aroma palette cleanse in between. That's exactly what
1: I was thinking. Yeah. Oh Oh, well. Uh, Wonderful. All
0: right. Should have said two. (laughs) Eric, (laughs) I love you, buddy. All right, history of the Cult and raging bola. This is going to be capping things off. It's going to be deciding what the third movie we cover is. Uh, Any discussion? Trying to sway any of these votes? Nope. Uh, All right, I I will say this: history of the cult sounds amazing. Raging Bull is a classic that I've not seen, uh-huh. so I am I am a little torn.
2: Understandably so.
0: Yeah, I just
1: I hate everything about this. <laughs> <laughs> just I just God damn it. <laughs>
0: Uh, here's here's something else that is also going through my mind i know how angry dan was that did not win in the theme punch out also even though robert and i do not always have uh perfectly aligning tastes in movies i've never found his opinion a bad opinion even if i disagree with it it's always like huh Alright, cool. So, for this to be uh, one of his top three movies of last year, that, that says something. So yeah. so, yeah. I do not have an easy decision in front of me. Hmm. I,
1: I'm actually like really struggling with this. I don't know where to go. Uh I'm I'm already I got mine locked in. Cor- Corey and Dan, you, you guys good over there? <laughs> yeah, we're good. as soon
3: as they were announced, I knew what I was doing.
1: Alright, I'm going with my gut, I guess. I don't know. I'm going with the first thing I typed out and then deleted and then typed out again. <laughs> that's that's what we'll do. All right. It's gonna be another tie anyway, who cares?
0: You don't know that.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a tie.
0: You don't know that.
1: Well, okay fine. I don't know
0: anything. All right.
1: If I knew the future, I would have not used my chaos card on Roma, or I would have picked number two.
0: <sighs> so we're starting with Tetsuo. We're ending with the man who wasn't there. All right. What we got in the middle? Oh, God, they both they both work. From what little I know of both of them, they both work to fill in that gap and, and sure bridge do. the 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 thematic the elements that I know we'll be discussing. Oh, um, mm, okay. yep. Yep. Let's do it. All right. God, no. Whoever <laughs> <Robert> said just <laughs> vote for Roma. Can I do that? i want to do that. We cannot vote for Roma. Um, All right. Uh, okay.
1: What if I vote for, okay, hold on. I know what I'm. Are
0: for. you changing vote. your vote? I am. <laughs> All right, video rack attack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the Romaging bull has uh, <sighs> defeated History of the Occult. Has taken the bull by the horn. No, it's been gored by the raging bull. I don't know. I'm so yep. tired. Now Robert's upset. He lost. He's he's lost. <laughs> he lost
2: Roma and History of the Occult i'm sorry robert
0: i, I'm I tried so robert, I, I,
2: tried. robert feel any better, i'm definitely gonna be watching history of the occult this month anyway. oh i'm 100
1: gonna watch it too yeah. um here here's the thing um justice for scorsese if if bob Fosse can't get justice at least martin scorsese can get some goddamn yes. justice um I'm, also i'm
0: not sad i started typing out history of the occult kept deleting it <laughs> typing in raging bull <laughs> Kept deleting it, typing in history, because I was like, I don't, I, I, have Raging Bull, so I can watch it whenever I want. I'm probably not going to rent a movie when I have so many on my own. So it was almost a, if I'm going to watch History of the Occult, it's going to be because I'm forcing myself for the podcast. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was part of my reasoning. Oh, wow.
1: Uh yeah, also, and part of me was just like for purely uh listening purposes, I was like, well, I mean, I feel like more people would listen to an episode on raging bull than history of the occult.
0: I don't know, dude. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I mean, again, history of the occult was the the fuck was the top audience pick. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know anything.
0: Yeah. You, (laughs) You, as you were thinking about what do our listeners want, you literally voted against the thing that the listeners. Like overwhelmingly said that they wanted.
1: That's true. Um, but you know they also wanted Raging Bull, so they can't be too mad.
0: That's true. They they wanted Young Frankenstein mm-hmm. more than Raging Bull, though. That's fine. Good.
1: I'm sorry. We can't all get what we want, as evidenced by Roma <laughs> I'm so not sorry. making it and Wings of the Desire not making it. Wow. All I... these other things. You know, I'm, I'm not. I. I can't abide this shit anymore. Like. <laughs>
0: I love how angry you get at the end of every punch out. I'm also just tired of this boy. I'm so so sorry. So with all of the movies. I'm happy about these
1: movies though. These are good movies probably. Except Tetsuo, I'm I'm still Afraid to watch. It's
0: right? only an hour, but. dude. You're fine. Of all the movies that went into the skull of the decisions at the beginning of this episode, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Roma, Young Frankenstein, Raging Bull, History of the Occult, A Field in England, The Man Who Wasn't There, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, Dead Man, of the Iron Man, Wings of Desire, Rumblefish, Persepolis, Francis Ha, Ed Wood, Lenny, Eraserhead, Down by Law, Lehane, and Polytechnique. We arrived at of the Iron Man. Raging Bull, and The Man Who Wasn't There. Hey, good for you, Nathan. Wow. Good for you. I'm thrilled
1: that The Man Who Wasn't There is on here, though. I, that was that was one of the big ones for me.
3: I, I came into this hoping that Tetsuo, the Iron Man, was one of the films chosen, and I was like, I'm going to take it to the <clears throat> end if I can. And I'm glad that that happened. And it, <laughs> it almost
0: didn't make it in. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Eraserhead going in with Dan's second pick. Almost, almost bad. Me saying like, eh, both of these aren't gonna make it. I don't think uh, Eric's gonna vote for Tetsuo. I know that he wouldn't necessarily vote for Eraserhead, but if the two went up against each other, I think Eraserhead's probably gonna win. I it, it almost. I would have was... voted for
1: Tetsuo. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That I um I don't think I voted for Tetsuo a single time through this. So that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have voted for a Tetsuo over Eraserhead. Me too
0: we we also uh had a very um we, we, we went almost the entire time without having to use any tiebreakers and then we get down to the end and the last five pairings
1: <laughs> God. all awesome. five of
0: them
1: unbelievable uh Well, fellas, this has oh, been great. Man. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm so sad at the same time. I don't know what to think of anything. I'm so tired. Are you ready? To, should we? Should we end this? We, we, should, we, should, we should go, go ahead, ahead and end thoughts. this.
0: All right. Uh, and Corey uh, will be joining us for at least one of these. I have a feeling I know which one he's putting on his list.
3: Yeah, I wonder which one. Who knows?
0: (laughs) You are, of course, uh, invited to join us for all three, but I know uh, trying to find scheduling for all of those sometimes is difficult, but Corey will be back to at least talk about Tetsuo. uh, Possibly the others as well. All right, so let's go ahead and close things out. Uh, Corey, we will start with you this time. Where do you want people to follow you on social medias?
3: Um, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, C underscore Simpson, 1107. Um, I don't really post a lot, but usually on my little filmmaking adventures, you can see a post or two. <laughs> so that's where you can find
2: me.
0: And Dan, where do you want people finding you?
2: You can still find me on Twitter at from HBO to Front Row.
0: <clears throat> and Eric, where can people find your bulls raging?
1: Um, God, all, so much raging on Twitter at the Chimerican, T H E C H I M E R I C A N, Instagram at Chimerican Reviews, and on Letterboxd at Eric J A Y.
0: And you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxed at Video Monster Pod. Uh, and sorry, I got a little distracted because in the middle of the night, my son, who is uh, unfortunately coming down with a little bit of a cold, is just so a. Ad- and that's where all of my attention just went uh yeah follow me this podcast video monster pod um you can also follow me personally on letterboxd at the gargoyle that's g-a-r-g-y-l-e because it's a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater and eric if they enjoyed yep. this episode what should they do
1: uh rethink their life um go i'm just kidding uh yes give us some five star reviews on uh your podcast listening app of choice uh, spread the love of video monsters, follow us on social media, share us out there to the world. Uh, so that way other people can come in and listen to us rage over nonsense. Uh, and then uh, have some fun uh, doing some deep dives into these movies that have won.
0: And Dan, uh, why should they keep coming back?
2: Uh, they should keep coming back. Cause they're going to hear us talk about those three movies that we just spent uh, three hours perseverating over and, Pulling our hair out and, you know, just ruining the day we've decided to ever do these types of things. But yeah, check us out when we talk about Tetsuo, Raging Bull, and the man who wasn't there.
0: I'm so excited for this month, guys. Like, I didn't <clears throat> think that Black and White was going to make it to the end of the themes. I certainly didn't think that, that Tetsuo was going to make it to the end of this one. I am... Um, I am very full of surprises, full of surprises. And also, uh, who knows what that means for future punch outs. All right. Uh, yeah. And be sure to follow us in discord where you can listen along at live as we record these usually Tuesday nights at around nine. Sometimes that varies depending on, uh, whether or not any of my kids are sick apparently it is the deciding factor for the last couple of months. Uh so yeah, follow us in Discord. The link is in the episode description. You can also find links to pretty much everything that we do uh in Linktree uh Linktree slash video monster pod. Uh so same handle as all the other socials. And uh yeah I think I think that's it. Any final thoughts about this punch out?
1: Uh, it all went wrong, but it also went right, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. And, yeah,
2: we Good complain movies. every time, but we always enjoy talking about the movies we talk about.
1: Yeah. We have yet best.
2: to go wrong in absolutely.
1: <clears throat> so. I'm very curious about Tetsuo. I feel like it's definitely one of those movies I'm going to have to, like, watch in a corner somewhere so nobody sees me watching it. And, yeah, uh, don't
0: watch it with your kids.
3: Uh, yeah, Iron Man's definitely a, I mean, a cinematic masterpiece. It definitely is exciting to... <laughs> yeah, that's just like, like I'm sorry, I could not help
0: myself. <laughs> I was just about to make the same joke. It's fine. That's a, yeah, it's okay. All right, I, I I also love <laughs> uh yeah with with the beauty of these chaos brackets uh or the the popcorn punch out that we get to the end and we have a nice variety of uh our our guest pick with Tetsuo with a very classic very like cinematic masterpiece pick of Raging Bull and then uh one that i was super excited about to talk about from the start of all this so once again even though two of those were ones that i added i feel like we've got a nice balance all right we need to end things that's been it for this episode of video monsters where we take movies seriously but not ourselves good night everybody